Hi everybody, Matt here, back for another episode of Allies Convenience. And this week we're going to go over the new Astra Militarum, or Imperial Guard as everybody actually calls it, and the new FAQs, which have just come out perfectly in time for this. So this week I'm joined by Hodo. Hello. We have our loud American Jesse. I don't know who any of these people on this call actually are. <laughs> Where's and, my mommy? <laughs> We have James, who actually knows what he's talking about, Ramsey. I hope so. I think I do. Yeah, I'm guessing you're the only one of the four who's played with it, although most of us will have played against it by now. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, so. So, initial reactions? Pre-FAQ. That was pretty good. Yep. A lot of people seem to go a bit crazy, which... Guard were one of the stronger books out there already, and then got a little bit of a buff. But now with the FAQs, they seem to have toned it down a fair bit. A little bit too much in some areas, I think, but we'll get to that when we cover it. Uh, they went in hard. Yes. They went in hard on those, con- on those conscripts. Yeah, so conscripts are probably the main thing we should mention first before we go into any of the details. Because that's what everybody will have seen in some form or other. And that's a devil dog in the background. <laughs> He's annoyed about the conscript nerve too. <laughs> so yeah, we will apologize slightly in advance. If there are any slight interruptions, Jesse has two dogs around his body. I have a bad chest. Three. We'll try and mute it as soon as best we can. Something may slip through. Apologies in advance if it does. So, conscripts. Everybody will have seen conscripts out the wazoo. Were there any events where people didn't have a hundred plus? I'll take the silence as a no. So Jesse, did you see Gonyo's list from Nova, which had all the conscripts? So that was a lot of conscripts screening um, his tower rocks, his mortars, and the things like that. Which something like that now just doesn't really work. Yeah, he took them all out. I mean, uh, I think you're, I think you're stretching the truth a lot there, Matt. Uh, and conscripts don't work, but oh, it doesn't really work as it did. I, I mean, it works. They work the exact same way the chaos cultists work now. Yeah, you just have to burn your command points to keep them going. No, you don't. There's tons of ways around it, Matt. Go for it. Okay, well, are you, so you're going there. The big thing is, is, are we starting with the FAQs? We're starting on conscripts, because that's what everybody's well, seeing. And with conscripts comes commissars. So they nerf the commissar, shoot one, goes away. But your two biggest ways around it are both being Valhalla. Valhalla, just regiment tactic alone, gives you, you, you ignore half the wounds you take from fleeing. And then they have Petrov's Mark 45 which is just turns a character with a bolt pistol into old old commissars. So they're exactly the same. And then on top of all of this, you also have the mental fortitude psychic power, which if you're unable to keep one of your blobs for whatever reason, uh, because we all know it's not hard to, to manipulate ours, if you're unable to keep one of your blobs within a, an R like that, then you can just make it fearless anyway with a psychic power. The whole thing is is it functions a lot like Chaos Space Marine Cultists, where if you want to get the Fearless, you kind of have to work for it a little bit. 
It's not just auto-include, um, like it was previously. So you have to work for just a hair by taking the appropriate chapter tactics. Uh, you would do the exact same thing uh, in Chaos-based Marines, because if you want Fearless, if you want Fearless uh, Cultists, you're either taking Abaddon uh, or you're taking Iron Warriors Warlord. True. So they can do it, but you're missing out on your Kadia, your Katachan. Like you said, yeah, you're having to make some. Yeah, because not for free anymore. Yeah, exactly. That's the big thing. If you want, if you want to have adorable conscript cheap screen, you have to actually say, "I'm going to have that." Uh, you know, they they honestly it, it balances out the exact same way Cast Space Marines does. You know, like. Iron Warriors is not necessarily the best option. You have Alpha Legion. You well, you have Alpha Legion. Uh, that's the big one. You know, that's what everybody really wants. That's this version. You know, the, the equivalent of either KD or Katachin is Alpha Legion. Um, so it, it kind of bounces back like that. So if you if you want to go hard on on that, then you can. But you can still have a Katachin uh, command squad or a Katachin conscript squad. With Valhalla conscripts and just make them fearless with the mental fortitude psychic power. So I really if you go second, then you don't go cast that and you'll die. That is, yeah, I mean, but that 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 you're right. That is a risk you you have to take. You know, I play Poxwalkers. If I go second, I don't get to make I don't get to cloud the flies them and make you know a ton of Poxwalkers by forcing you to shoot my cultists. You know, it, it is it is a risk in playing in playing a strategy like that, but you know it, it's something. It's you know just that is the name of the game. So it's you mentioned good. the you mentioned the Valhallans and their keywords. While we're going that, before we go into any particular units, shall we cover the other regiments and what they do and why you'd want that and why you have to consider not taking Katashan and not taking Kadian for that. I think that is a great place to start. So, let's start off at the top. You've got the Cadians, which are real hits of one, and if they didn't move in the movement phase. Infantry yeah, has taken... I was going to say, straight away, that one is, like, the real ones that don't move is stupid because the relic just makes it completely pointless. Because there's a relic that's worked all the time anyway, and if they do move, so I don't really see like why. Is it obviously a problem with the relic, or there's a problem with the take aim thing is important, but that otherwise it doesn't really matter unless you don't want to take a relic. But you've got some command points, don't really care. Yeah, it's the relic of Fallen Cadia, is it? Yeah, and I, I think it was intended for a one use only, I don't know, but at the moment it just works all the time, so you, all your, your whole. Everyone's got reroll ones within twelve of a guy. It's like, okay, well, if I can just move around, I don't care that I don't have to. I have to stay still. Seems it so works. It makes you take the relic and give up another. But you can spend the command point get one more. Like the like the command the relics are really good anyway, so you're going to take probably a few of them. So that's Kadia. But is that that relic's just Cadian as well, isn't it? Though. Yeah. The take so. aim thing is nice. Uh, you're going to take infantry stuff. So. 
not that many great infantry stuff, but it's okay, like heavy weapons and veterans maybe, maybe, or special weapons. So it's a nice way to get some extra reroll to hit, but it's, I think the main strength in that is, like you say, the relic. And, and the then, spectrum, the plus one to hit the field, fields of fire, overlapping fields of fire is quite nice for you. If you do a wound, unsaved wound, you can spend two command points to get plus one to hit on that target for everybody else who's caving. So, so you were saying about the Relic of Lost Cadia. What were you saying about you always get to reroll once? Well, because it says the bearer can unveil at the start of any turn. Uh-huh. At the end of the turn, you can reroll to hit into wound. Well, it doesn't say that you can't use it multiple times. It doesn't say you can't use it every turn. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. So, it just, it's what I'm saying. It says you can only reroll once if they stand still, but it's because you've got that relic, you don't care. Unless you've got a heavy weapon, you don't care about moving. Mm-hmm. It's, only, it's only if you want to have to take aim order, which some things will want, but like like you say, like your conscripts, you don't care anyway. If they're, if they're, you know, you don't, you're not going to order them anyway, probably, uh, unless you want to risk it. So you're going to be mm-hmm. reroll ones anyway, so it doesn't matter if you stay still. I just don't... I, I just think there's something weird with that relic. Like it was, it does. It, it does read very much like it was a one. It's supposed to be a one-use only relic. But but we missed it. They missed the FAQ, so I don't know. It's strange. There's nothing. Yeah. Had a good chance of fixing it, and they did. They did look at some of the. They did, they did fix some of the relics, so it's strange that it didn't. If that was yeah. Didn't fix it, but who knows? Now, one thing we did skip over um, in the conscript nerf that is just a flat flat out nerf is the fact that um they need a four plus right in order to accept an order yeah so that that's kind of big but we'll, we'll go into that in a little bit more when we get to the actual units we'll we'll touch over why so that was Katie catching which is infantry units have plus one to their strength which is awesome plus one leadership characteristic doing the six for friendly catch an officer and each time a vehicle this doctrine fires a ranged weapon it's a random number of attacks reroll one of the dice used to determine the number of attacks so I'm seeing a lot of people taking some Cadian infantry catching tanks or even just catching infantry because they become combat beasts this one's oh, just that- like straight buff there's like no downside so if you <laughs> If you don't want like if you don't want to think about anything, catachans, why not? Plus one strength, right. chip, and then reroll one reroll your dice on the shooting, why not? So right. Yeah, and, and and I'm seeing the same thing uh over here, Matt. You're seeing, you know, because Imperial Guard's so so easy to do, you're getting your people are taking their super battalion that has Celestine. And then I'm seeing a lot of the same stuff. I'm seeing like, you know, catachin vehicles. Uh, especially like you know of all types because everything is sweet with that and then uh, you're seeing like Cadian or you know some of the other regiments for your troops so it is it is nice there's a lot of flavor with it you got a bunch of rainbows so next up is Valhalla which is like Jesse said infantry units of this doctrine have the normal models that flee Rounding up if they fail morale check. And vehicles with this doctrine have a damage table, double the number of wounds they have remaining for the purpose of determining what their damage characteristic is. Which is pretty nice for 
some of the tanks, but they don't really scale too badly. What I like on the super heavy is super heavy. You have to take fifteen wounds to lose to, to go down a point, and then it, I think you have to have is it say, six remaining to be on the less than six to be the worst six up to hit and everything. So it's quite nice. It means you can only take yeah you can take eight I think it's eight wounds. And so you'd be left with eight wounds and still be firing full effect. Which when you got twenty six is not too bad. That's pretty nice. But obviously you lose you lose the benefits of some of the other ones that are really good. So we're thinking this might be more of a thing to see the conscripts are there? Or do we just think they're not really that needed well, anymore? It was interesting when they were talking about the when obviously you with the chaos cultists, when you can regenerate them, everyone often, like you know they didn't cost points. Everyone was thinking, "Oh, it must be the same for Valhalla." But of course, FAQ dropped, and they do cost points. I think isn't the Valhalla one bringing a unit back that's died though? Yeah, it is. It's bringing you bring Whereas it, you, you the chaos one. Exactly. You need the unit to be alive to do it, so you just restore the models to the unit rather yeah. than the full unit. Yeah, I think is where the key difference is. Yeah, and so that's, that's why it's much weaker, and uh, unfortunately, I don't see that being used very often because of that. It's just kind of why not just take them on the board because it's very restrictive as well. You've got to come in like on your own edge, you know, near deployment zone, you can't be within range of models, so it's kind of restrictive. So that's our Hallen. You've got Vostroyan. Which is units of destruction have six to the maximum range of heavy or heavy fire weapons they fire, which would normally have a range of 24 or more. That's not the best. We've got a good what are, you talking about? what are you talking about, though? Didn't you see the Warhammer community article? You got like 54 inch LAS cannons. That's pretty busted, dude. They said how great it was. It's they nice. got a good stratagem. They got the the thing is they got a good stratagem. That's what you'd be tempted to use that for. They got a stratagem which gives plus one to hit for a unit. So of course it ties in nicely with super heavy or something like that. Don't they also allow you to uh, snipe characters? That's more. That oh, more than okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right. So we'll get to Armageddon next. Infantry units may double the number of attacks and make rapid fire weapons at range of up to 18 rather than up to half, so they're like Death Guard. And vehicles uh, treat attacks against an AP1 as an AP0. So that's not too bad. But again, a lot of the rapid fire weapons, unless you can really make the most of plasmas with them, you're just looking at a lot of LAS guns. So. I know which I'd rather have. I don't think it's as good as some of the others. Still, if people want to play an Armageddon army, it's got some nice little buffs. Talon, and this is on infantry to this doctrine can advance and still shoot any weapon type, except heavy weapon, when they do so, and not suffer assault penalties to hit rolls for assault weapons. Vehicles do not suffer the penalty to their hit rolls for moon and fire and heavy weapons. If it's a Titanic vehicle and it Responses, treats all heavy weapons as assault weapons until the end of the turn. So, your whole arm is a bit quicker. 
which is nice. Yeah, that's quite a, quite a, quite a good one for uh, bringing back tanks. Really, rather than making just infantry spam <clears throat> in this day and age, tanks, 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 and tanks. Yeah, yeah. The um, there's some interesting things with like right now, torques are super cheap. So you could take a uh, crap ton of them. So maybe that's useful, and also obviously the Russes. Yeah, Lim and Russes with that. Just although, do the Russes really need it because they want to stay still? Yeah, but it means that your like side weapons, because only only the grinding, only the turret ignores the penalty for moving and shooting. The yeah. side weapons don't. I mean, the, the whole one. So if you have that, it means you all your weapons don't care about moving and shooting. So it's quite nice. Yes, yeah, so you although, just move half although, speed everywhere. Yeah, when the FAQ that you can now sit still and still fire twice. Because that was a bit contentious, because it says, you know, under half, and people said you have to actually move. It's yeah, that, I'm glad they executed that and made it clear, but it was a bit daft. So, yeah, of course, I mean, I don't know if we're talking about, I guess we haven't got onto that, but like they have unique tank order, which is really good, and they have interesting stratagems, so. Quite, they're quite interesting. I think Talana are one of those ones that you're going to have to really plan there. I don't think you can just throw things in there and just be like, yeah, cool, they're Talana and I not really know what they're doing because I think they seem yeah. to have some they have some synergies and I think that's where they'll be useful. So you could plan the list around them rather than plan the list and throw it in, whereas your Cadian will just fit into most armies. Yeah, you have to plan strong. a bit. Yeah. Especially with chaos being around at the moment. So, what's next? You've got stormtroopers or military and tempestus. Which, if a model is doctrine is shooting a target half range or less, it can be extra shot with the same weapon at the same target. Put shape level six you make for that model. That's just but they can't generate anymore. That's just really good. They like they buff the cost of the stuff and they make them even better. Like if you take, I guess a tier two attachment, but to get that, but still like. They didn't need that extra buff. They're already doing shit tons of damage. Yeah, you see them dropping in everywhere to start off with. And you know, like do the like the the what are they called the um the Torox primes are also military contestors, so they're also generating. If they get within half, they're generating extra shots. And we know how many shots those things get if they're given. Oh, it's a silly amount of shots. Like 30 shots, like you're getting five extra shots per tank between half range. So, like, yay! But of course, it doesn't work if you move with that tank because it only happens on six, and of course, minus one to hit if you move with heavy weapons. So, yeah. um, but if you sit still and you get close to them, then you're going to be in trouble. And if you're able, you know, if you're overwatching, getting extra, extra hits can give you if you're so, uh, getting extra sh uh, double shots if you overwatch. So. And I wouldn't be too surprised to see little detachments of these guys with the, your drop plasma and your toroxes just they slot into oh god pretty nicely. Yeah, you still like a thousand points and you get a really good solid uh really good solid stuff, like mix of good stuff. So, so the last one is Mordian, which is the base of every model infantry unit with this doctrine. 
you're touching the base with at least one of the models from the same unit. Uh, plus one leadership, plus one to hit rolls when firing Overwatch. And you could add one to hit rolls if the vehicles with this doctrine firing Overwatch if they're in three inches of one or more other friendly modding vehicles. Which is quite interesting because you don't have to be in base with every other model in the unit. So you could have like pairs of guys. Because they're touching the base of another model in the unit. Uh, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's. I think it's a bit. Uh, it's just one of those things. You'll just you'll just knock a model back and and be like, oops, it's not touching. Okay, the whole unit loses everything. Yeah, yeah, there has to be a lot of discussion of intent with that to make sure it's super clear what you're doing with your opponent. Otherwise, yeah. it's just going to be messy. But if someone's bringing all those Mordian models to the table. Like the guy we know who has them. Oh yeah. You just let it go. It's like, oh okay. Right, you want to do that? Cool. As long as you're near enough. Yep, yeah, that'll do. I'm happy with that. But so that's that, ser- how serious the tournament players really. Like if you go it's almost like super doof mode. I think even then to do that, if someone's made it clear and even said to you as well, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, you, you you can't be like that. I'm just talking about if you if you didn't say it and you're just thinking, yeah, the guy knows what I'm doing. Oh, that's what I mean, as long as you declare your intent, I don't think you'll have issues. But I wouldn't want to assume something with that though. Yeah, never assume. Except so, that's either you and me. Oh dear. Oh. Uh, does anybody want to go over these stratagems? Um, no. Uh, some good ones and some lots of crap ones. So, do you want to touch over the good ones then, Chucky? I'm just going to go through them like they are in the book. So, it's like this. Well, one of the big ones has been changed, right? The Pussy Yeah, that now doesn't work for vehicles. vehicles. Or, or it does. I oh, know it doesn't work for vehicles and one unit only or something, isn't it? Only works in infantry, not, not also. Not on national time, not only national time. So. Yeah, because it was just friendly, which is quite funny. Yeah. Especially when we had a doubles event recently, or a trio with some double games recently. Yeah, and one, had... one plus armor on save robots. Well, yeah. It, yeah. And it's it's still to just saving throw, right? Not just armor save? Or yeah. Do they make it armor save only? I think it's still saving. Okay. I don't remember reading anything about armor. But all it did, they changed it so it says Astra Militar and Infantry. So they just added that keyword to it. Okay. So you're still right. taking the, uh, uh, you know, the Bulgrins with their stuff. It still works. That's cool. So it's nice, but it doesn't go silly like it was just. Put on your super heavy, yay! All right, so we want to do the stratagems then. Yeah, we'll go for the stratagems. Yo. Do you want me to go through every single one, or uh, just yeah, pick out just the, pick the good ones? Just like there's only about that matter. Here's the best one: vortex missile. Huh? Next. It's three command points. <laughs> oh, it's three command. This one's so much fun. Yeah. It just does these six mortal ones. Um. So why don't we go through the actual um, 
Uh, how about we? Okay, so what base ones? Okay, outside of take cover, what base ones do you really like? Because I'd go through the uh, actual, um, the actual uh, regiment specific. But take cover is one command point. Uh, you just said they added. Uh, Astro Mill term infantry is a keyword. Use this stratagem in your opponent's shooting phase when your opponent selects one of your Astro Mill term infantry uh, as a target. You add one to saving throws you make for this unit till the end of phase. So that's really good. Um, it, it's one. It, it's one of the things I wish that like Cloud of Flies was or something like that. It's a it's a reactive stratagem um, where a lot of the stratagems have been proactive so far, like uh, which is which is fine. But the reactive stratagem just adds one to your saving throw, which also affects your invulnerable, which is uh, which is pretty pretty good. Yeah, I wouldn't knock that. Um, there's crush them, which is good if you've got super heavies. Let them advance and charge, and hit on two plus with their combat attacks, and they have a shit ton of combat attacks, and they got good stats, so it's quite makes them quite flexible. I don't get. They can, Run around and beat people up. You know, I'm I'm not I don't dislike Vengeance for Cadia, um, which just is one command point. Use it on an astro military unit to shoot or fire Overwatch and reroll all foul to hit in the wound rolls for models and the targeted chaos unit. Uh, chaos is very is very prevalent. Uh, whether you know chaos is always around. Uh, it just has been chaos demons of, of late. But you know, now CSM is really strong. You're seeing people, you know, play with Death Guard. You will see Thousand Suns in the future. Um, you know, so that I think is just a pretty good shadow, especially on, you know, like if, if you need to hit hard on like a unit, uh, like a Lehman Ross uh, or, you know, plasma units, stuff like that. I, I like that shadow a lot. Yeah, something to watch out for if you're a Chaos player, just to know that is something they can do every turn. Yeah, exactly. It's every turn, it's one command point. You know, Imperial Guard is flush with command points because they're so cheap. That I think it's, I just think it's a really solid one with chaos being a big part of the meta. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that one. Defensive gunners is quite nice, five up to hit with Overwatch from the vehicle. Be quite a nice, nasty surprise if you get charged like a Ross and suddenly it's like, oh, more plasma hits or whatever. It's quite cool. Uh, Inspire Tactics is okay. It's one command point to immediately issue an additional order. Uh, so, you know, in that critical time, uh, especially with some of the some of the uh, regiment's orders being pretty good, I really like that one as well. Um, so that, that's really not, not bad. Um, the Consolidate Squads isn't too bad. You can merge infantry squads together. Mm-hmm. So if you need bodies somewhere or just to stretch out, there's different uses, but it's nice to have that as an option just to go, uh, I want these guys to be part of that squad now. There we go. Done. Yeah. So I actually really like that. Uh, I really like the, the idea of going back to being able to kind of blob up your, your infantry platoons. Um, but I actually like it a lot more in the fact that you can, you don't have to do that at the start of the game. You can do it in the middle of the game, whether it's one squad or, or what? Like, there, I don't think there's a limit, right? Choose no, an infantry so, squad from your army is within two inches of another infantry squad from the same regiment. You can merge these squads. So if you have if you have twenty infantry platoons, you can be like, oh, and here's one big blob. 
No, I think you do. You just do two. Because you choose an infantry squad from your army that's within two of another infantry squad from the same regiment and merge these squads. So it says within two of another infantry squad, not other infantry oh, squads. Oh, okay. Well, it does say two of infantry squads. Uh, possibly then. Yeah, it's within well, two inches of another of your infantry squads. So I don't know. Maybe. Uh, who knows? Even if if it's only one, I think it's a lot more limited. But it's just another nice option, considering you will have command points. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, um, are there any others that stand out before we go to the uh, doctrine specific ones? Not that I, not that I've really seen, outside of the coveted vortex missile. No. <laughs> oh, aerial spotter. Aerial spotter is pretty good. Uh, use it's two command points. Use the stratagem at the start of your shooting phase. Select basilisk or wyvern model. Uh, you can reroll found to hit rolls for this unit. Again, you're flush with command points. I- I'm seeing people turn out lists with, you know, battalion, battalion, brigade. So, <laughs> you know, they're just like, oh, I got, I got twenty command points. I don't know what to do with. So, yeah. Um, That's a few command points. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm seeing these insane lists with all these command points, and just like, in all honesty, they're gonna. I feel like people are gonna struggle to actually spend the points because they're just oh, not gonna want to. Sh- yeah, they'll have to do stupid stuff like vortex missile. <laughs> yeah, that also means you have to take a vortex missile, but oh well. The best missile. So in your in your your regiment specific, we start off with volley fire. It's one command point, Mordian uh, stratagem. You use this stratagem before a Mordian infantry unit from your army shoots in the shooting phase. Each time you make a t- hit roll of a six plus for a model in that unit, model immediately shoots again with the same weapon at the same target. These bonus attacks themselves cannot generate further attacks. So I believe we already touched over, touched off on that, but. It, um, I mean, it basically just gives your Mordians that then pass this rule. It's okay. I like it. Did it say uh, large guns? No, it's just any gun. Yeah, yeah, it's just any gun. And it's not range-restricted either. So it's a little bit more freedom, but it doesn't affect everything. Um, so, Or it doesn't affect everything all the time, I should say, than the military can pass this uh, rule, but... You know, it, it's pretty good. Uh, you know, heavy weapon teams. Uh, I, I like it on mortars, uh, using it for like a mortar team. Uh, you know, just slinging a bunch of shots downrange at something you can't see. And every six to hit is just, you know, additional free hits. It, it helps clear out some chaff, stuff like that. It's, it's all right. I like it. I don't think it, I don't think it's game breaking. You know, it's it's not the best stratagem in the world, but I don't think it's bad. I'm not so, sure it does enough for Mordians. I agree. I agree. But it's a nice bonus. Um, But I think Mordian, I think you might see Mordians for other reasons we'll get to later, uh, here and there. I'm pretty sure it's Mordians. Uh, So, overlapping fields of fire is two command points, Canadian Shadrum. Use this Shadrum after a Canadian unit from your army has inflicted an unsaved wound on enemy units in the shooting phase. You can add one to hit rolls uh, for any other Canadian units from your army that target the same enemy unit that phase. 
So, I mean, if you need something dead, it kind of helps buff the the normally mediocre four plus uh, to hit, especially if you move with stuff like uh, heavy weapons and all that. That's not terrible. I mean, if you really need to focus something down, that's that's pretty. That's a pretty good thing. Like, oh, I hit your Magnus. Now everything's going to hit your Magnus on the three. Let me dump all of my tanks into them. Yeah, if you want to kill something, it gives you the option to mm-hmm. prioritize and really go for it. So the next stratagem is send in the next wave. We already talked about this being nerfed a bit. Um, it's two command points. Uh, use the stratagem at the end of your movement phase. Select a Valhalla infantry unit from your army, excluding characters and infantry squads that have used the combined squad stratagem. That was destroyed earlier in the battle. Set that unit up wholly within your deployment zone, within six inches of the board edge, and more than nine inches away from any mo- enemy models. Um, so it basically lets you bring... Uh, you know, bring something back, uh, you know, akin to Old Guard uh, and uh, NIDs, stuff like that. It's not terrible, but, I mean... You have to save points for it, which is a downside. That Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's not terrible as it stands, but then with the nerf, you have to save reinforcement points in order to use it because you do bring back an entirely destroyed unit. So, you know, as James said earlier, I think it's just better off, especially if you're using all the conscripts or something, I think you're just wholeheartedly better off just putting those models on the table in the first place. I think if it was one command point, it'd be tempting because it gives you the option to save a few points and bring units on as and when you need them. Because that can mess with some, like you see with Chaos, two command points moving units to someone's backfield. Mm-hmm. It's nice. But it's having to pay the points for him as well as that. If it was one, I think it'd be more reasonable. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, your next command, uh, next one is superior intelligence. It's one command point, Militarum Tempestus. Uh, use this stratagem immediately after your opponent sets up. The unit that is arriving on the battlefield uh, as reinforcements within 12 inches, one of your Tempestus infantry units. Uh, your unit can immediately shoot at that enemy unit as if it was a shooting phase, but you must subtract one from all the resulting hit rolls. So you get interceptor on one infantry unit uh, for a minus one to hit. All the Tempestus are three plus to hit, but it's only on an infantry unit. Uh, so, you know, I think you can you can pretty easily avoid that or make it so it's like, okay, you're shooting me with hot shot LAS guns into my Blightlord Terminators or T5. I'll take it um, versus the Plasma. But, I mean, it does give you the option with things like Plasma and all that. It, you know, and it's only one command point. Again, you're flush with command points, so it's not it's not terrible if it arises in the game um, for you to be able to do that. This will just be one that you just won't, you just, your opponent will just forget about, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's a big thing with this book. There's so many stratagems that it's going to, you're going to catch your opponents off guard a lot by just having, they have a huge toolbox. So, you know, you're just, you just kind of have that, I, I can't really say silver bullet because they don't really strike me as like a silver bullet type uh, stratagems, but you, know, you kind of have that toolbox to kind of smooth things out. And if things are going bad your one turn, you know, you probably have a uh, stratagem you can pop to smooth it out. Um, Gives you some different options. Yeah. Your Which next nice. one is three command points uh, for ambush. It's a Talaran stratagem. Uh, use this stratagem during deployment. Choose three Talaran units to set up an ambush instead of placing them on the battlefield. Then any, any, uh, at the end of any of your movement phases, these units can strike from hiding, set them up 
wholly within seven inches of any battlefield edge and more than nine inches away from enemy models. So you just this have... has changed as well, actually. Okay. It, it's changed, they've reworded it slightly to change to up to three talent units to set up in ambush instead of placing on the battlefield. Only one of these units can have the vehicle keyword. These units are considered to have moved their maximum distance. Okay. So you can't so, you can't just have three three Punisher Lehman Russes show up on, on the backfield of your opponent as soon as they move forward. No. You can, but you have to be a squad. True. You yes, you could do one unit. You couldn't take tank commanders. It's quite interesting if you take three tank commanders. <laughs> they could uh, they could order themselves and they came on and all that sort of thing. So the next one is uh, one command point for Armored Fist. It's an Armageddon stratagem. Use this stratagem at the start of your shooting phase. Select an Armageddon infantry model or infantry unit from your army that disembarked from an Armageddon transport vehicle. You can reroll hit rolls of a one for that unit to end a phase. That's, that's fluffy. Mm. I have nothing really else to say. It's, it's, again, it's not terrible if you're playing Armageddon. You know, it's it's an extra you know toolbox uh, tool basically, but it's mostly just fluffy. Uh, next is vicious traps. A, I'm Go surprised ahead. that last one was a command point to do that. Yeah, it's rubbish. That could have been built in for free. Yeah, that I, I agree. That should have been their the like regiment. Um, vicious traps is a one command point cadjum stratagem, Catechin stratagem. Uh, use this stratagem when enemy unit finishes a charge. Move within one inch of Katachin unit uh, from your army that's wholly on or within the terrain feature. Roll a dice on a four plus that enemy unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. Um, you know, again, it's, it's freebie. Uh, it's not terrible. Katachin are going to be a popular army anyway. And it, it is uh, Katachin unit. Did they change that to not include vehicles? Not that I saw. So, I mean, that's that's not horrible if something charges your vehicle D3, uh, D3 mortal wounds on a 4+. plus. I mean, it's just something. Um, I mean, it's, it's not fantastic, but I don't think it's... You know, again, it goes back to most of this. Most of this stuff isn't, like, insanely good in the stratagems. They're just decent. They're useful. I can see that having its uses stop, like, the last little remnants of units charging into you. You can yeah, just go pop, finish them off. Oh, I'm going to charge you with my two Marines and just tie up this tank. Uh, blow it up. You know, yeah, I, I agree. Sneaky traps. Yeah. Now, do you want to go into the order system or into psychic powers next? Which do you feel more relevant? Uh, psychic powers. Let's go there, then. Who wants to do psychic powers? Anybody before I start talking? Well, I guess I'll start then. Uh, your number one power is Terrifying Visions. Uh, it's Warp Charge 7, 18-inch uh, range. Uh, the unit that you target subtracts two from its leadership until the start of your next turn. I was on mute. Uh. Oh. Well, do you want to read these psychic powers? <laughs> no, nah, it's cool. Go for it, man. I'm blazing. <laughs> uh, next one is Gaze of the Emperor. Uh, it's a warp charge of six. If manifested, you draw a straight line 2d6 inches long directly away from the Psyker. Roll a die for each model the center of the line passes over. On a four plus, that model's unit suffers a mortal wound. Um, it's mm. kind of cute for like 
trying to pick out characters, but I think that's really it. Cute, cute um, is the best word for that. It's just cute, cute, cute. Yes. Uh, number three is Psychic Barrier. It's a Warp Charge of six. Uh, select a friendly Asher Beltar unit within 12 inches of the Psyker until it started the next Psychic phase. Add one to that unit saving throw. One of the best ones. Yep. Uh, then you have Nitro. Uh, Nitro has a Warp Charge value of six. If manifested, shoot from the Asher Beltar unit within 12 inches. Uh, to the start of your next turn, any, any, any enemy unit that targets the unit regardless of those minus one hit. And then Psychic Maelstrom is Warp Charge 7. Uh, if manifested, select the enemy unit within 18 inches of Psyker. Roll a d6. On the 2+, that unit suffers a mortal wound. Uh, unless this wound would be otherwise negated. Uh, unless this wound is negated, you can then roll another die. On a 3+, the enemy unit suffers another mortal wound. Continuous process adding one dead dice roll, uh, 4, 5, etc. Until you fail to cause mortal wounds or the enemy unit is destroyed. Uh, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you should, for you characters, get a couple. Yeah, for it, it, it's again, it's you know, it's like all the warp, or all the, the mortal wounds spells. They really feel like they're you know they're they're designed to counter the character untargetable ability. Yeah, I'm not sure you'd pick that if you had a choice of two over the others, but I, it's not terrible. I, I think mean, the I best think stars. I was going to say, I think with the ease of being able to get powers, you're definitely going to see this on, on like uh, psychers or stuff like that. These are, just in my opinion, these are being used by Ashkapas. Might yeah, only cast them off the one of three, you know, five up to five six, and these are easy to cast. You know, so even a seven, it's a fifty-six chance to cast, whereas Smite's thirty-three, so you'll take. Good chance to do second mainstream instead, and because Astropath is so really cheap, that you're going to take, you're going to have a few of them probably, and you can do get one with gaze. So when you get close, you can do a couple there, and then one with second mainstream rather than doing smites. Yep. Uh, what do you want to hit up next? So, next page going across is the heirlooms, which we'll touch on these before we go into the units because we've mentioned a couple already. So there's quite a few good ones. You've got the Relic of Cadia, which if you're playing Cadia, you're going to use pretty much. Unveil this Relic at the start of any turn. So at the end of that turn, you can reroll Hit and Wound rolls of one for all Cadia units within 12 of the bearer. You can instead reroll all failed Hit and Wound rolls for these units to the end of the turn if they're a Chaos unit. So it does read, like we were saying earlier, like it should be one use only, but doesn't say that. And it wasn't FAQ'd when they just went through and touched up some of the stuff. Yeah, I can see that getting FAQ'd potentially, but for now, that is what it is. That mm-hmm. that'll just be a case of uh, each tournament organizer will just rule it however they see fit and if they play Kadian or not themselves. <laughs> but I imagine uh, that they'll probably just go with that being one use only because against the Chaos Army, I mean, Chaos probably one of the most popular. I, I think I Chaos is more popular than Guard right now, but I think that every turn you Chaos. 
Fuck. I don't think there's anything to say that's one you're saying me right now. It just just reads like it just like oh, it's weird, but there's nothing to say it's one you're saying me at all. Yeah, it just kind of reads like it should be, but it, it feels like it should. Yeah. I mean, oh, it depends really. I mean, but I don't think they realised how much stuff you can get in that range of that aura. Um, you know, if it was maybe some, if it was maybe like. You know the old last then, <laughs> yeah. If it's three, if it's three inches, and yeah, then it probably would be a little bit more sensible. But uh, at the moment, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been on the receiving end of that, and it hurt. So because yeah, that spans out quite far, it's twenty-four inch perimeter, isn't it? It's like far. Yeah, just underneath that, we've got Petrov's Mark forty-five, which is what uh, was mentioned earlier. Which is a Valhalla model bolt, bolt pistol only replaces the bolt pistol. It's makes him a commissar. Also. Yeah, it's twelve inch range, strength four, AP one, damage two. Uh, then it's got special ability, which friendly Valhalla units within six of the bearer can never lose more than one model as a result of any single failed morale test. Yeah, so it makes it. It makes him like a. I mean, that's one reason why do you take Valhalla's um, like a detachment of those two conscripts is just to have that. Yeah, that and halving on other guys, which <clears throat> yeah. I think is probably what the commissar should have changed to anyway, rather than just a re-roll. I would have been okay with them halving removed models. But yeah, they're pretty good. Is anything else stands out to anyone? Uh, the Aquila. The Aquila is fantastic. Yeah. Kev's Aquila. Yeah, Kur- Kurov's Aquila. It's officers only. Each time your opponent uses a shadow drum, roll a d6 on a 5+, plus, you gain one command point. And that combos really well with one of the warlord traits, which is whenever you spend the command point, on a 5+, plus, you get it back. Yep. So not only are you getting a bunch of command points, but you're, you're getting fairly reliable batteries. I mean, that's way better than, uh, you know, a tally man, for instance. Uh, you know, you're you're. It's really good. So yeah, it will kind of make your opponent think about using their silly command points, like vortex mm-hmm. missiles, if they're just going to give you command points for free. Yep. So we'll touch briefly on the on the warlord traits, and we'll get into the units and how it all actually works. Uh, before we get into the units, we should do the regimental uh, orders and orders. The oh yes, which is and like yeah. So warlord traits, you've got the one we just mentioned where you get a command point back on a five plus. You have old grudges, which is after deployment before the first unit begins. Uh, you can choose a unit in your opponent's army. You can reroll failed wound rolls for national time units against it, whilst they're within sixty warlord, which is quite nice actually. If you want something dead, you make sure it dies. When you ward a single friendly unit within three of them advances, they may both add six inches to their move characteristic for that movement phase. That's reasonable, especially when you've got units able to move twice. It's good with a Talanta there. What was that, sorry, James? So it's good with a Talan Super Heavy. Oh, yeah. And charge if you put pressure on it. Yeah, that's uh, really quick. Uh, yeah. Your next one, 
you can really fail morale tests from military units within six year wars in morale phase. Meh. Five, add three to the range of abilities in wars data sheet, such as the discipline or voice of command. Meh. Then the last one is you all gains the voice of command ability. If you already has it, may issue one additional order per turn. So I think out of those, you want all grudges, grand strategist. Don't think you'll see the other four very often. I agree. I think it all depends on if you can pick pre-game. Yeah. What do you reckon if you have to pick on your list, though? I think it depends how the meta goes on that one, really. Yeah, I think Grand Strategist is going to be a go-to one if you had to pick on your list. Yeah. So, we have the Regimental Warlord traits, which... Are any of these any good? Yeah, Cadian one's okay, but I mean, might as well cover them. The problem is, you got to you got to compare them to Grand Strategist, and most of them just no. Yeah, so we'll go over them quickly. Yeah, you can flee and charge, and same thing. So you've got Cadian, which is roll a dice each time your ward issues an order or tank order. On 4+, the order can affect an additional Cadian unit of the same type within 6 of your Warlord. Bonus command abilities, that's alright. Catch them, you've got your Warlord perform heroic intervention if they're within 6 inches, and they can move, move 6 inches when they do it, so long as they end they move close to the nearest enemy model. Uh, and then they can reroll hit rolls. Which is meh. Valhallen, roll dice each time your warlord suffers a wound or mortal wound. Uh, ignores it on a 5 plus, or if it's a vehicle, he ignores it on a 6 plus, which is okay, but again, you've still got Grand Strategist, which is better. Restrain, it's real hit and room roll, rolls made in the fight phase for attacks made by your warlord. But we're talking guardsmen here. So if that was on, like, a chaos guy or one of your primarchs that'd be insane but I, I still think Grand Strategist is better Armageddon add one to the wall's attacks characteristic and add one to any wound rolls in the fight phase again not great Talon is swift attacker which is Wards and all friendly talent units within six inches can charge even if they fall back, which is nice, like you were saying, for super heavies. They can already do that, so they don't care. True. Yeah, the big guys don't care, do they? And the other tanks don't want to charge. Nope. Tempestus, you can, before you attempt to die, one in a psychic power in each psychic phase. Okay, you're going to have enough psychers to do that anyway in a guard army. Uh, Mordian. Rod, dies for each model that flees from a friendly Mordian within six of your warlord in the morale phase. On a four plus, that model does not flee. So that I mean, one's reasonable. Yeah, that, be, that basically gives you the, what, the Halloween regiment doctrine just in dice form. 
So, I mean, you could spike more, you could spike less. But I, I think Mordian's actually a pretty good warlord trait. I think Mordian might, Mordian and Cadian might actually be the two best out of the regimental warlord traits. Warlord yeah. Trait, yeah, for sure. I'd say that. But I don't think you take the um, Cadian one over Grand Strategist. You may take no. the Mordian if you're planning your army around it. If, you, if you're planning on spamming lots of best. bodies, then it's definitely. But I mean, if you're going like, because there's a few you just go for Howard, um, you, can just go, you can go tank heavy, which you think you're gonna not really spam. You might not want to spam loads of bodies. You know, you want to go three super heavies. Yeah, but why would you want to go for Holland if you already have a sweet Mordian army? If you've got a good model, point. Like... That I was going to bring that up as well. Actually, so now it's probably a good time. What do you guys feel if people using? It's like with a Space Marine, they can be any chapter because it's the one model, just paint it differently. No. Whereas with the Guard, there are models for each of these. I'm yeah, fine with regiments. Negative. Um, I, you know, uh, there's actually a couple guys over here who are doing conversions with some third-party pieces. Uh, like uh, they're using snow heads and stuff. Basically, like they have that Russian hat that like covers your ears. Yeah. Type of if they go that far, that's cool. But, I mean, otherwise... I literally saw people like turning around and were like, "Oh, I'll just use my Cadians as Catachin and as as I'm I'm a hundred percent against it because there's models to represent." No, Catachan, no, because they sell they sell Catachan models, don't they? Yeah, I mean, so, can't it just be can't it just be from like some planet that's like not Catachan, but they're still a Death World. You're <laughs> using those traits. Yeah, that's not a big deal. It's just from another Death World, but. I think if they had Cadian, the Cadian models, because it's a standard box, you get all your, all the stuff you want. They do the entire range in Cadian. If you painted them, whatever color suited the trait you wanted to take, or just a generic take-all trait like you can do with Marines, I'm happy with that. If they put the extra effort in, like putting the snow heads on, that's that's yeah, awesome. Ideally, like, fair play to them. Ideally, but I, I mean, I don't see what a big deal is. If, say you guys from any old world. So. Yeah. I don't mind it as long as there's no mix and matching. Yeah, if you're, oh, these these guys here that paid the same as these are the ones. These are Valhalla, these are Cadian. Um, uh, just, just I, I know what just which, but you might not. But I'll re- remind you during the game. That's crap. But, if they were painted differently, that's cool. Uh, that, that's fine with that because it's easy to tell them apart. Yeah, for so, me, it just you have to be able to look and go. They're different to that. What's that? What is that? Yeah. Okay. I'm a firm believer in. I'm a firm believer in if there are specific uh, things for said model use said specific things but that's me personally it's because you're a hobbyist that's what it's just i don't actually <laughs> hobby though that's the thing but <laughs> like you know i will use you know i i will use appropriate for in the marine case i will use appropriate shoulder pads when app, uh, applicable um most of the time you know i will get them from forge rock uh but like if i'm playing the night lords i will use actual night lord models or i will make I will make a solid effort in converting so that it is, you know, it, it, it fits with, you know, maybe my army, but also with what those are. So yeah. I was looking at doing basically the same thing with my plague Marines. I ordered, a, I wanted to make corn berserkers that were still going to be basically plague Marines. So I ordered a ton of the, the size from forge world and, and all that. And I'm, I'm currently kit bashing together uh, basically, corn berserker unit, but it, it's you know it is still like a focal 
effort put in unit versus just saying, well, these, these guys here are actually that, you know, and that, and I'm, I'm personally a firm believer in that, but I mean, at tournaments, you rarely if ever see that. It's each to their own, really. I mean, I think I've heard all the stories of people being okay with things and not, um, I, I, everyone's got their own opinion. I think, mm-hmm. um, I imagine just as long as it's clear and there's no, there's no piss taking, then, then I'm, I'm cool with that. No, I will say I've seen a ton of, like, of Andrew Gagne. You guys have all seen his guard army. And the yeah. fact that every one of his models is basically uh, essentially third parties, like, converted. Um, different helms. They, they, they're they all rocking, like, Doughboy helms from World War One, Stuff like that. Like, if, if he put that army on the table and was like, oh, these guys are Mordian, I'd be like, okay, they're, you know, they're, they're Mordian. Or these guys are, you know, because a solid effort was made. They're not just, just standard. Yeah, if somebody's just slapping down Katie and you're going, well, this unit here is Katachin, this unit here is Valhalla, this unit here is Katie, and I'd basically be like, well, we're going to play a game because I'm most likely at a tournament, but you, sir, are a cock. <laughs> so, moral yeah. of that story, if you go to an event, check with the TO before you turn up. Yes. Otherwise, you might find you're stuck using a doctrine you didn't really plan to. Now... I will say this over here in the States, uh, when chapter tactics first came out, it was a big earnest on your models had to be either like you, you couldn't bring ultramarines models and say they were white scars. Use a white scar chapter tactics for a couple of our big events. Like that was something like TOs basically were like, no, we're not going to allow that because that's just gaming the system. Um, you know, now if they were painted in the generic colors, that's one thing, you know, but so there, but, and again, and I mean, it all falls back into the fact that there's a single Marine model, you know, and there's a mm. single chaos space Marine model. You have your cult troops, but it's like, if I'm running just a chaos space Marine squad and I say, well, this chaos space Marine squad that's painted black and gold is actually, you know, not black Legion, but is actually corn berserkers. And this one is actually noise Marines. It's kind of like, come on, dude, there's models. It's not that difficult. Put a little effort in. That's my that's my opinion. So that's it's an, that's it's that, an expensive really. hobby. It's an expensive hobby. You're if you're in it, you're not in it because you're poor. Yeah, but no one's buying like the Talan box because it's just ridiculous. No one can afford to buy an army of Talan raiders. It's so any of those kind of models. They're not. I mean, I beg, I beg to differ. I know somebody who purchased an entire Talaran army very recently too. Crazy fool. <laughs> I mean, he had his ways of getting it cheaper, but they do exist. Cool. So, so moving on. Okay. Talking about it on the GW website, twenty-five pound for ten guys is like it's pretty expensive. Yeah, how much are the Death Cops with Krieg now, actually? I don't think they're too far off that, are they? Um, do they still sell those? How much, how much is a Cadian box? It's 15. box is £22.50 for 20 in it. That's very precise. So, should we go into orders anyway? Do you want to touch on these, Jesse? Uh, yeah, I can. So, you got your generic orders. Uh, you, so, in order to cast your orders, uh, you have to have the voice of command ability. Um, this unit may issue one order per turn to the soldiers in their command. 
At the start of their shooting phase, um, orders may only be issued to infantry units within six inches um, of this unit to have the same regiment keyword as the unit uh, to issue an order, pick a target, and then do an order. Uh, so take aim. This is your first one. It's a reroll hit civil one uh, for all the models in the uh, ordered unit until the end of the phase. Uh, fire first rank, second rank, good old fashioned, all LAS guns, hot shot LAS guns, the ordered unit, change your type from rapid or change your type to rapid fire two uh, until the end of the phase. So same as we've we've come to know it. Um, then bring it down. Uh, reroll wounds of one for all models in the ordered unit to the end of the phase. Uh, hmm. Didn't I get nerfed? Or what was that before? I don't know. Uh, forward to, for the Emperor, the ordered unit can shoot at <clears throat> this phase even if it advanced to the uh, movement phase. Uh, that's actually quite nice. Get back in the fight. The ordered unit can shoot even if it fell back. Uh, move, move, move. Instead of shooting, the ordered unit may immediately move as if it was a movement phase. It must, it must advance as part of this move, and it cannot declare a charge during this turn. Uh, fixed bayonet, the order can only be issued to units that are within one inch of enemy units. The ordered unit immediately fights as opposed to fight subface. I like move, move, move. I think that's yeah. really good. Um, if you're if you're in combat and you're locking something down, fixed bay and that's not bad either. I mean, it's just a, a free fight is a free fight, especially on Katachin. I know I've been caught out uh, by that move, 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 thinking right if I can get this far away, right, push them back that far from an objective, I'll have this objective. It's safe, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh crap, they've seen mm -hmm. it there. Cool. Uh, so then you have your regiment once. Your Cadian tank order uh, is pound them to dust. Uh, for the duration of the phase, you reroll the dice when determining the number of attacks that ordered model can make with terror weapons. It's described in the grinding advance ability above. Uh, that is use a randomly uh, that use a randomly determined number, i.e., heavy D6. Catachin is burn them out. Uh, you can reroll the dice when determining the number of attacks the ordered units can make with flamers and heavy flamers until the end of the uh, phase. In addition, units targeted by models in this order with these weapons do not gain any bonus cover for their saving throws. I actually really like that with Hellhounds. Uh, fire on my command is Valhallen. Uh, the ordered unit can shoot at enemies that are within one inch of friendly units till the start of the end or until the end of the fight or till the end of the phase, excuse me. Uh, but each time you do roll to hits of one, uh, resolve against the friendly unit. Uh, you may choose which friendly unit is, is hit. Um, this order may not be issued to units that are also within one inch of an enemy unit. Uh, Vashorian has repelled the enemy until the end of the fight phase. The ordered unit can fire any of its weapons while it's within one inch of the enemy, regardless of the weapon type. If they do so, you must target enemy units within one inch, um, even if friendly units are within one inch of these units. Uh, Armageddon, mount up uh, until the end of the, the phase. Ordered unit can shoot and immediately embark upon a friendly Armageddon transport vehicle as long as all the models in the unit are within three inches of the vehicle. This order may not be issued to a unit which disembarked in the preceding movement phase. So close to being really good. So close. Um, 
Talarin tank order is uh, get around behind them. The order unit can move six inches in the in this phase, either before or after it shoots. If there's a movement phase, this does not affect the vehicle. Uh, has moved for purposes of determining how many times it can fire its turret weapon, as described in grand, grinding advance above. Really good. Uh, Milterm Tempestus Elimination Protocol Sanction. Ah, very robotic. I love uh, that name. <laughs> you can reroll failed wound rolls from models from the ordered unit when attacking enemy any enemy vehicles or monsters. This phase not bad for your plasma. That's um, all right. Not bad. It's like crazy good. Yeah, not, oh, that so I said not bad. Reroll wounds. Mordian is formed firing squad until the end of the phase. The ordered unit can target characters with the rapid fire weapons, even if they're not the closest enemy unit. Which is actually really sweet on Mordian. That's nice. Yeah, you have to get plasma there, but if you get plasma places, oh. um, a lot of this re, uh, reference to grinding advance. So I'll just go over that real quick since it's on the same page. It's uh, Lehman Rust tanks thirty frame allows it to keep up a fearsome rate of fire, even as it advances on the foe. If this model moves under half speed, and you said it was FAQ to sit still? Yeah. So if it sits still or moves under half its speed in the movement phase, i.e. moves distance in inches, less than half of its current move characteristics. By the way, everybody heard that right? We're using freedom measurements. Um, uh, it can shoot its turret weapon twice in the following shooting phase. The turret weapon must target the same unit both times. Furthermore, hit rules for the model's turret weapons do not suffer a penalty for moving and shooting a heavy weapon. Therefore, or the following weapons are turret weapons. Battle Cannon, Eradicator, Exterminator, Vanquisher, etc., etc. I was going to read them all and it just kept coming. Yeah, there's a few there. <laughs> they just kept coming. So that's the orders, the wall of traits, your stratagems, your relics, all the fun bits. Ooh, the next page are long. Creed. There's no Kel anymore, though, is there? Yeah, he died, there. didn't he? No Kel's still there. Oh, is he just hidden away somewhere else? He's a platoon com- platoon commander who doesn't issue doesn't issue orders. Oh, yeah. He's chucked away. I thought I'd be next to him. Just, why not? Yeah, where, where he always was. <laughs> He's an elite. It was always, yeah, it was always Creed and Kel. Yeah, that, that's sad to see him split up. So Creed gives you two command points, which is nice, but I think, for the, like we said before, Guard aren't really struggling to get their command points up. You lose Grand Strategist if you take him, so you have to... As they have a fixed Warlord trait. He has to take the Cadian one. So you lose that one, which means you, if you got, like... 2015 command points you should be gaining five anyway so you're losing from there yeah you, you kind of he had three command orders a turn but then he's 70 points compared to 30 for a normal commander so he's a bit more expensive and he's still super cheap 70 points well, yeah, but a normal commander's 30, that's what I'm saying. So, normal commander, you have two of them, you get four orders. I'm just thinking you could stick him in a mixed a mixed list and just go here, here's two command points, 70 points. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, and you don't even have to take him as your warlord uh, for his three, his twelve-inch three, three orders is nice. I mean, and it's still crazy. I mean, he's still he's still Billy Badass. I don't think he's worth. Yeah. It. Nah, it, it might be worth throwing in a mix list if you need the command points for cheap. He's, but he's only decent if you need a slot. If you're really desperate, you need every single slot. Yeah, one extra order, and, and you can maybe if you can burn an elite slot to get Kel to protect him and to get an extra order. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't seem worth it in a guard list anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. So, but he's still good. At, like, like you were saying, man. He's still good if you're taking an actual mixed bag list. Like if you're taking a bunch of sisters or ad mech and you're not getting those, you know, 15, 20 command points, maybe, you know, he's still good to slot in for those extra command points. If, if you're taking that, it doesn't like Gilliman just automatically go in and be like, yeah, I've got, I, I have three command points. I'm thinking if he's only 70 points, he, he can slot in. Gilliman's awesome, but I'm just trying to think, I think that's the only you, reason I'd take him. You have to build a list around Gillum and you can slot him in. He he can basically go in any list. I think Gilliman can just slot in because he does enough. I've, I've written all my lists of got Gilliman in right now. Yeah, me and James have been writing lists with just Gilliman and Celestine just running around on their own doing what they want. And you, you are why people hate you. This is why you're dead to me. Uh, it's James's list, not mine. It doesn't matter. You're supposed to be you're supposed to be helping me with chaos lists, since you're not. You're running around making girly man lists. Dead to me. Yeah, it's fair. I'm happy with that. So, <laughs> um, company commanders, like we said, that default HQ of Creed. Yeah, they're pretty good. Are the stats the same? Yeah. He's one less leadership, one less save than Creed. Mm. Apart from that, yeah. Five plus invoke, can do two orders. Yeah, pretty good. Tank commanders, which I've seen a lot of these knocking around because they're starting off at BS3. Yeah, their big change is they get to order themselves now, whereas before they couldn't do that. So... That was huge because before they were just like buffing a random rubbish you'd leave in Ross. Now they can buff themselves and don't pay that much more. So if you've got HQ slots, they're pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people if they're taking single Russes, just taking command Russes. Yeah, they're good. Then you've got Pask, who is Cadian, but is very good. Yeah, if you're paying, it's only 10 points more than a tank commander, and he gets plus one to hit and an extra order. It's like, again, playing Cadia, uh, it's like no brainer. Why would you not take him? I mean, you don't have to take him, but why would you not take him if you're going to take a tank commander? Yep. No, no downside. And you, so, what are the tank orders? Let's have a quick look. So, you've got. Middle move as if it was a movement phase. Can't that's, declare a charge. You, but you don't. That's like they become the fastest tank in the whole game, really. Because if you're doing that, you're going to be advancing. The movement twenty. Well, you're advancing anyway in your first move, 
because you're gonna have you have to advance in the second move, so you might as well yeah. advance in the first move. So you're twenty two to thirty two. Yeah, um, that's kind of good. You just when you need it, you just go cool. I'm over here now. Next. And especially um, for the normal, just a section. The normal, and it's not as very rare it comes up, but the normal Lehman Russes in a spearhead detachment are obsec as well, so they can drive over and claim objectives from people. That's quite nice. I didn't realise that. I didn't know that they were obsec. Yeah, no, not not tank runners, but not basically Lehman Russes, I believe, in the spearhead detachment. Are... Is that going to be in in chapter approved? No, this is in this is uh, right now. This is is in that the, in the Lehman Rust bit? It's in the Defenders of Humanity. So if your army's battleforged, all troop units, national time detachments, and all Lehman Rust units in Spearhead. So I guess it actually is the tank mines as well, which is quite cool. Uh, gain the civility. Such a unit that is within oh, range of objectives. Jesus. Oh, That's, That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, right? So all whereabouts is that, if, if anyone needs it? Defenders of Humanity rule. It's their obsec role in the page IG book. Yeah, page 132. And that's why the full throttle thing's quite nice, because you can late game, go really fast and take objectives. Yep. But it's only one tank, it's only, and you can't charge, so you can ring it off and you can... Uh, it's only one one model, so if you have you know, two troop models, it's negated. But, but you can do it when you retreat as well, though. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Then it's got kill on site, which is real hit rolls of one for the odd model until the end of the phase. Which, if you put on Pask, who's hitting on two plus, but he's key. He's rolling one anyway because of the banner. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because the banner's there. But it's good for other guys. Three re-rolling ones, and then uh, if you've not used smoke launchers during the battle. You can shoot his weapons and do smoke, which is nice. You just have minus one to hit. Yeah, you don't have to give up a turn of offensive output. That's, that's kind of just like a freebie. I like it. Yeah, I can see that getting used quite a lot when people remember to do it. Yeah, especially when you're toughness eight and 12 wounds, it's not, it's not a bad thing to have minus one to yeah. hit as well. So, next up, you've got Yarrick, who is. He's the same as he was. Like he hasn't changed at all. Does Yarrick not have a um, regiment? No. He didn't before either. Ah, that's cool. So he can just do what he wants. But you can't take him in any of the regiment. Yeah, he's quite awkward to use then, really. Well, you can take him. Um, you can take him in any of the detachments with regiments because he's got. They've got a special rule, which means that, like psychers and. Commissars don't count as breaking the regiment. Ah, that's good. So you can and and you can still take him in. Uh, you can still go inside torque times, and so he's okay. He's he's got the reroll. The reason you take him is that reroll ones, uh, hit rolls, aura. That's within six. Yeah, it's quite nice. Oh, reroll all hits if fighting orcs. Pretty expensive, um, and obviously you can keep getting up, but. They've really nerfed that commissar rule for him, so I, I don't know if I um, I don't know if I like him as much anymore. It's not really that was how many points is he? He's like 130 or something. He's very Ooh, that's quite a lot considering 
he's not doing any commissar stuff anymore. Yeah. So then you've got the Lord when, Commissar. Yeah, when you can spend so, 50 points in Harker in second, as you can see. So Strachan is next. And Strachan, I used to love because he was a proper beat stick for a guardsman. Yeah. And he still is. He's strength six base. Strength seven, catcher. Yeah, oh, he's catcher, so he's strength seven. Yeah. Five wounds, three up save, four attacks, hit on twos. And he's minus one AP, two damage in combat. Yeah, he's punchy. He's got a shotgun, a plasma pistol. You know, I'm I'm actually disappointed that their shot that his shotgun's not the same as the four drop shotgun for Deathcore, because their shotgun is just wound on the two plus. I think you take whole yeah. units of them. That's that's a shame. But it's still reasonable. They pass the prime. You take him for the plus one tax in six inches. Which is yeah. cool if you've got um strength four catchins go. Yeah. And you can have like little with the relics they've got, you can make you can have, have two officers that are reasonably choppy as well and you can for attacks and it's not amazing but it's he's he came down in points a lot. He's nowhere near as expensive as he was. Um I think he's only seventy. I think catchins are another one that get hurt. Offensively rather than defensively with the conscript nerf. Yeah. Because that would have been a lot of damage output for them, which for other units or other regiments would have been defensive. But, oh well, he's stuck with what he's got. So, Tempesta Primes are pretty much the same as they were before. You're going to see them. They're great, just to unlock all your Tempestus to go crazy. Especially when they can reroll to wound now, so you can get them fairly easily to reroll ones to hit via other ways, and then they can also reroll to wound now and getting extra shots on a six. So they're still doing crap tons of damage. And there's a relic in there, which again, if you've got loads of command points, you might take because you can buy them easily. And it gives you an extra order from your Tempesta Prime, so you can actually have three orders from one guy. Oh, that's a special rod, isn't it? Yeah. So, so he's again, his rod at everybody. Yeah, he likes. He's got a big rod. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's, they're, they're, if you're taking stormtroopers, like a no-brainer. And again, you have to drop in. And it's really nice. You can drop them in onto objectives. It's just like yeah, great. So next we've got the primary psyker, who is is a cheap psyker. Same overpowered rubbish. That's, it's like 40 points crazy yeah so take a few of those because as we said before you've got two really good powers and then you're going to start using the rest because the psychic is cheap enough you may as well uh, so that's your HQs villains are into fighting yeah fight uh, you've got primary psychers then next up we have infantry squads and conscripts so infantry squads, I believe, are exactly the same. Yeah. Um, conscripts, however, got a new ability called Raw, Raw Recruit. Roll a D6 each time an officer uses the voice of command ability to issue an order to this unit. On a 4+, the order applies as normal. Otherwise, the order has no effect. No other order may be issued to this unit for the rest of the turn. 
So, nerf. Yeah, nerf. All the eyes are the same. Same, same shielding things. Getting away and die. Yeah, and like we said earlier, even with the contract nerf, there's ways to get them to work still. So, I'm glad they are, did nerf because it doesn't make, didn't make any sense that they were the worst thing in the book. They were too good. The worst thing in the book, and yet they did the most damage. It doesn't make any sense. Like, why would the worst thing? Why would the worst thing in your army be the best thing and do the most damage? It's like they, just removing one model was way too good. I think now when you have to really work to keep them alive, you have to plan your strategy around them a little bit rather than just throwing them in because why wouldn't you really? Yeah. Moving on. You've got your Tempestus Science, which I know you've been loving these, Ramsey. Yeah, they're still the same. They're still crazy good. Still shoot the pop out of the thing. Got a bit more expensive for the plasma guns because they made it BS uh, the three plus to hit is more expensive than than the BS four. Should be nice if they. I think that's a good idea that they're starting to split those uh, things up. And uh, but yeah, they're still crazy good. Still hit like a truck, and they still drop in. Still troops as well, which is crazy. Um, yeah. The hardest thing is trying to get these in their own detachment so you can get the regiment bonus. Yeah, you kind of little slot for them because you need the HQs. So yeah, you have to take the primes and you have to take them and then you obviously can take your prime, uh, torx primes. And... So yeah, they're still good. Still still cheap enough that you can take a lot of them for not breaks, but not points. Yeah, that dropping in with that many guns and small units is really good especially when because they're so like you said they're so cheap you can throw them away a little bit and yep. they'll mess people up 76 two plasmas and a plasma pistol it's not bad think of for a lot of things like that it's it, having a couple of units in reserve that can do something crazy your opponent has to play around that so they have to string units to block bits where they put themselves out of position slightly and sometimes it doesn't make too big a difference. I've seen a few games where, I know I've done it myself, you're worrying about them so much and trying to block them off. You put yourself in such a crap position for the rest of the army and you've got like 200 points of stuff dropping in. Well, yeah, else like is shooting you. two squads with an order. These, these are just the troop ones, let alone the, the elite ones with four plasmas, but the Treat one, like two squads of them, they're getting reroll ones to hit from, say, I don't know, Bellman that's in every single army ever, or like uh, Yarrick or something. Then obviously they've got the order reroll to wound against big monsters and extra hit on a six. You know, like ten, like ten, just ten, two squads of five can easily kill tanks and even really worry people like Magnus and other big monsters. And they're only like 150 points, and it just makes your yeah, like you said, makes your opponent have to really think about their deployment and forget that they could just drop in. And this and the obsec as well. So like, yeah, why not? We're obsec, cool. I find a lot of the times I like having a unit or something like that in a list, even if you know it's not going to do something. It's sometimes it just throws your opponent's game plan completely. 
And there's other times when I just go, fuck it, I'm just going to ignore them, let them do what they're going to do. Because it's going to mess with my plan too much and then just work out them as a problem later on. I find also now they're not they're not that squishy either because you drop into cover and then you get, do the take cover strategy and they're like on a two-up save. Just like, oh, crap, the guards with a two-up save. They're not that easy to kill. Yeah, they're um, a great distraction because you can't just ignore them either. Moving on. Yeah. Work. So what's next? The, a lot of so these, these guys, are the elites uh, now, aren't they? Yeah, these like ordnance guys are exactly the same. He just fires a barrage and he rolls ones. It's, that's pretty much the same as he always did. You've got your platoon commander who has voice of command. So it's some cheap little commands dotted about. Yeah, same. Your command squad. Which, yeah, their only difference is the same as the plasma, the plasma change that we've got made a bit more expensive for BS3, so they're a bit more expensive. Are the command squads that great these days? Well, Are they worth taking over infantry squads? Well, I suppose you can some cheap BS3 stack, stack command But the problem is, oh, sorry, yeah, the normal veterans. So, yeah, the problem is they're, they're obviously expensive, so you, you've got to pay extra points. And But, um, like, for example, with Cadia... It's quite nice that you can order them on a three up to re-roll to hit. I played a guy who had a few squads of these and they were quite reasonably good with, with three plasma guns each. Um, with the overlapping fields of fire, they were down to like two up to hit on a single target. It was quite cool. But uh, they're really expensive, even with the expensive plasma guns as well. So they die, like, they die just like normal guardsmen, so probably, uh, probably not, not the most efficient choice but they're they're reasonably cool yeah they're not an auto dismiss like some units can be in lists uh, so we've got Colour Sergeant Cal next who we mentioned briefly before he's, he's exactly the same as he did he just does the same old job but you do an additional order has a bodyguard for Creed and you can rerun morale test within six so he's alright mini commissar because he doesn't shoot a guy as well so special weapon squads next. Uh, and these, don't, these don't have to take the demo charge. Or the demo charge is gone now, so they don't have to take. They don't have to take that, which makes them uh, more usable. But they're still quite expensive. What you get? Yeah, I haven't seen anybody using them this edition. I saw them quite a lot previously, jumping out of vendettas and tanks and stuff. But yeah. the thing is, you can take like the, the scans and they do the same sort of job. Um, yeah. More reliable. So, then we've got veterans who I've played against someone who was using three squads of these and I was quite impressed by them. They did more than I expected them to do for just basic guardsmen. Yeah, if you leave them to just to shoot with three plasmas and like a lascan or something, they'll they'll earn their points back really fast. But like I said, they die really they die also really fast as well. So you need to uh well, there's no way to protect them. Uh, easily yeah. so they're, they're going to be on target in a mixed guard list having a couple of squads of them a couple of contract screens some tanks and stuff you can overload your opponent so easily because the stuff's that cheap that yeah. they'll, be, they'll get a chance to do some work yeah when I was playing guy, he had loads he had like two or three squads and you just forget that they're veterans because it's all just they all look exactly the same as normal guardsmen like people don't make them look very different and they're just a sea of guardsmen and you're just shooting 
things and you forget that there's some guys in there that are quite dangerous. Yeah, that with that many bodies, you can miss the plasma guns hidden behind guys. Yeah, especially if they're hidden behind buildings or something, you forget that they're there. And, and they pop out and blow you up and that's not good. Yeah, sounds fun. So next we've got Harker, who you mentioned briefly before. It's the same, same broken, cheap 50-point guy who's... Hit rolls of ones for catching each within six. Really good gun he's got as well, and yeah, it's just like, yeah, why not? Why if you're playing catch and you would auto take him every time? He's just no brainer. Sit next to all your tanks. <laughs> he's done four as well. Yeah. Sit next to fifty mortar teams or something stupid. Yes, yeah, Then you've got your Tempestus command squads. Which are your super loaded Tempestus squads? They're the same, but they went up. They're quite a bit more expensive now, but they're still, again, they just reduce devastating damage. Four plasma guns will. It's really scary for a lot of armies. Moving on? Yeah. So uh, you real got... quick, didn't we, we hit on the infantry squads? Didn't uh, mortars go up in points? The heavy weapons teams, I know, went up slightly. I'm not yeah. sure if the mortar itself did as well. Okay. Uh, the heavy weapon team stayed the same. I think it's the mortar that went up in price slightly. I thought the heavy weapons went up to like six points each rather than four or something daft. Let me double check. Because I know they used to be dirt cheap. I'm on my phone trying to scroll through so many pages to get to this I bit. Sick. I'm sure the mortar used to be... There used to be... Yeah, three and well, it used to be seven each. I think it was seven for a mortar team. No, nine for a mortar team. It used to be. Yeah. And now it's eleven. I think the mortar... heavy weapon squads are six points per model now. I think they used to be four. So I'm sure they've gone up slightly. But yeah, because yes. I know um, somebody for the our trios event recently uh, messed that up and paid the old points because he didn't notice. It was two points a model, which isn't. A lot. So where were we up to? Uh, we were just most of the stuff stuck the same. The, like the Tempest Scan's the same. The priest is the same. He just he's now Astromotarum, so you can that gives him a range of you know Astromotarum stuff. Yeah, the Crusaders. You don't have, yeah, so you don't have to take them as sisters anymore. You can take them just as Astromotarum, which is quite cool. And they still have of faith. Yeah, to faith. Um, listen, I don't think it's going to ever come up because these guys aren't that good to spam them. But some debate about the wording of act of faith is like it says on all the two plus one unit from your army, this ability can perform act of faith. And some people are reading that as if I've got eight units. I can oh. they can all roll the active they can all roll the dice and every two up they make one unit can do that. It's not saying you know I, it's a bit wordy. I it's a I don't think anyone's going to take eight units of them. But so they're saying you can do more than one act of faith thing. Yeah, with just with these guys, I, I don't I don't buy that myself. Oh, so you can roll eight dice and as long as you get one two plus, so it gives you eight tries to get a two plus. Well, people are arguing that you can have you can do it eight times, which I don't. You can basically you roll eight you roll eight dice. Let's say you got eight units. You roll yep. eight two pluses, and then 
um, you can let's say you roll six two pluses. That means you can then move that one unit six times because you could because you can do the act of faith multiple times. It doesn't say you can't do uh, multiple acts of faith in a single turn. So you can like, yeah, move a unit five times. So you can move them across the whole battlefield, which I don't really. Or shoot it five times. Yeah, which I I don't see as people allowing you to do that because any TO is going to say no. But by raw, I don't see why that that's not that's not a thing. But yeah, the big thing so, is my the big thing is though is with the major TOs at least here in the states with the major TOs all being involved in the actual game design. Uh, it's a little wonky, but we've. Like it's official over here. Um, it's not rules as written. It is rules as intended, a hundred percent. With them having a direct line to developers, if there's a problem, they get them with the fact that the developers are out. I know at Nova, uh, the developing team was was at Nova, and they were there to answer questions and all that that might have popped up. But everything has been literally based off of rules as intended over here, yeah. and that's all the tos because, like all the major tos, I should say, because they were all involved so heavily in the design process. With play Which testing, is fair. yeah, and I mean, no one's going to argue that you can. You, it's just the way it's been written, and it, it, um, it could be worth it enough for you. Um, cool. The engine CN server tools are the same. Yeah, they don't. They're still pretty useless. Um, the commissars we've touched on, uh, they took a bit of a hit. Yeah, they've been nerfed. Officer of the fleets, meh. Again, it's uh, just like. The, the, you can pick off a character, four plus, you do three more wounds, or six, you'll get three. Again, it's okay. It's it's all very dicey. and Take a few of them, try and snipe. Yeah. Um, oh, no, you can only do one per turn, regardless of the number of officers of the fleet. Okay. So it's not even reliable sniping. It's pretty expensive. The the weird Vincycers are the same. They're still pretty useless because of the next guy who's down just below them who's just way better than them the astropath yeah he's 16 points or something daft 15 points if you just keep him as a last bit with a last pistol because you don't need to give him the stave the stave's 12 points so that you would never give him the stave <laughs> and yeah he's just a 15 point character who can cast a spell it's just really good it's, again he, people are going to spam the hell out of these guys because they're Point for point, they're the same. They do very similar damage to a primary psycho. Of course, they can be denied easier, but um, they really you know, deny so many. Yeah, they're only efficient. They're really efficient at spamming, even even when they're only casting a five or a six with their single dice. Still, really effective. Um, and the characters with three wounds each. It's like oh, for fifteen points, back to like the old acolyte like guys, just cheap and. And they, they even deny cover saves if you get within quite close to them. So they're not, they're just, they're just really good for their points. Really, really good. So then you, next up is the infamous Ogren bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. He's, <laughs> Who, it's all right. He just does the bodyguard thing, doesn't he? Which is quite cool on a three up. But you have no choice. You have to do it. You can't like pick not to, not to um, absorb. It's not them. a you may, it's just a you roll this. Yeah, and uh, obviously it doesn't work on characters anymore. Uh, sorry, Tanks. It work on tank characters anymore. Which... Or as a bodyguard. Yeah, stop that. <laughs> you have to be infantry characters, which is nice to give some of you guys alive a bit longer, but you may as well just take 
if you're doing character spam, take the more little guys. Yeah, these they were quite useful at blocking off like your commissars being shot, but now obviously commissars aren't uh, probably worth the so I, I don't know that they're, they're much more limited in their uses. They're, they're quite cheap though, so they're like sixty points or something with a with a with a weapon. Uh, what they called like a pilgrim maul. So they're still quite cheap yeah. and quite hitty with six wounds each. But yeah, the you're probably if you're going to take hitty squads, you're probably going to take like ogrins and oh, sorry bulgrins who a bit cheaper. So that's the next page, actually. You've got Ogrins, which are reasonable. You never and, see that. But I think we'll see a lot more, like you were about to say, more Bulgrins than Ogrins. Because they are really durable. And I've seen a lot of people talking about using them instead of Contrips as a screen and just something to get in the way and a holding unit for the tanks and the other guys. Yeah, not only are holding it, they they actually are really good in combat. They they hit really hard for their points. They're not that expensive. Three attacks, yeah. hit and threes, strength seven, AP one, damage two with a more. Yeah, and um, you know, as always, there's ways to buff them. Uh, well, they also changed their one shield, so it's no longer armor safe, and it's just plus two safe. Yes, yeah, so they have one that? shield gives plus two save. And they have one shield that gives four plus invulnerable. So you, you, of course, you can cast then the power on save. They end up with a three up invulnerable, and then of course you have take cover, which gives them two up invulnerable. Yeah. In theory, in theory, if you had a void shield and you had guys with slab shields, you'd get a three up invulnerable basic. So you could have even a void shield, you could have two up invulnerable, but. I don't think people are taking void shields well, anymore. The other big thing, though, was like that shield. That shield just changed in general from the index because it was just a two plus armor save. Ah, uh, right. And now it's plus two save. Yeah. So, yeah, they're pretty tough, especially at toughness five, three wounds each, two up saves. They're going to hold up any little chaff units that want to try and get in and lock your tanks up, and they're probably going to kill them as well. Yeah, they're still reasonably expensive. I think like 300 points for a full squad, so they're quite, quite pricey. But they will certainly do the job if you want them to. Cool. So next up, you've got Nark Dead Dog, who is just a special character, he's just open a, bodyguard. He's just if he, he's got a cool model. And then Ratlins. Which these guys are still these guys are still too cheap. They do a lot. The only thing that stops these guys from being all over the place is because they're quite expensive models, in my opinion. If they were more, yeah, cheap, if, they were, if they're available, easy you could you could do like a hundred and twenty Rattlin army. They're, yeah. they're really good for their points. Yeah. I think I've found I've got six somehow. I found them looking for something the other day. They're very but, very. For their points. I think they're only seven points with a sniper rifle, which I think yes, I love find the best spot as well because of when it triggers. It it's so good because a lot of the things now you see like the Alpha Legion and things like that are at the start of the first game turn. Whereas this is just after both armies have deployed. Yeah, you have to be eighteen away from enemy models, but it just gives you an extra little 
layer of screen and push things back because yep. of when they drop, which is nice. Uh, then we've got Hellhounds, which these guys got a bit of a buff, if I recall correctly. The, the, yeah, the the Flamer went to 2d6 shots rather than 1d6. So it's 2d6, drum 6, minus 1, 1, with doing auto hits. It's cheaper. Nice. It's a little bit cheaper. That, that couples really well with the Catechin as well. Yeah. Rerolling one of the dice. Boom, flamey, flamey. Yeah, the uh, are I think the other ones are a bit expensive. Melter cannon's a bit expensive. Uh, and the chem cannon is very short range. So it's range eight. Ooh. It means you're getting charged. Yeah, don't like that. The inferno cannon's quite cool with the tell armor where you can bring on a squadron of three of them as a single as a single vehicle choice and then you can play things inside it, I don't think it's like amazing amazing but it's pretty decent um, I've just know? noticed as well they explode on a 4 plus if they're yeah. the hellhound version which is fun they do yeah only D3 markers not D6 so. yeah then next up is your scout sentinels which I've seen a lot of love for these in filling pure brigades yeah, if you want to take for pissing uh, about. They're the cheapest fast, so you're going to take three crappy sentinels that are just going to block off all the... I mean, not crappy, they can move up, they can make an extra move at the start of the game to block off stuff, which is cool. And, it's uh, a nine-inch move, which is nice. Yeah, and they can have a, they have a stratagem that lets them move 2d6 rather than shooting. Uh, which, yeah, they can move yeah. up. They're, 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 you're going to take them because you have to, and if you want to take a brigade... Um, and you don't want to take someone like a Cyberwolf to, to keep it pure guard. Yeah, so they're nice. Then you've got your Armoured Sentinels, which are one less movement, one better save. And again, I think again, wound or something, or toughness or something like that. One extra toughness. So. so they're reasonable, which you see. I've not really seen Sentinels about, but I've seen a lot of Scout Sentinels. Moving on. So, heavy what is next? Heavy weapons, are, heavy weapons are the same. Just slightly up in points. They went up in points slightly, uh, but they get all the benefits of like regiments and orders and all that kind of stuff. So, they're still pretty good. They're fragile, very fragile, but I like that you can mix, obviously, the mix, mix and matching of weapons is quite cool. Yeah, didn't uh, you say you played a guy at the Heat? Where he had like two mortars and a las cannon in each. Yeah, like either have a heavy bolt, either had either went heavy bolt and mortar las cannon, or he went two mortars and las cannon. That's quite nice, especially with Cadia, the overlapping fields of fire. He was ordering, he was ordering them to fire to then like get plus one, get the uh, take aimed, so they're rerolling to hit, and then get one of them to hit. Which then would do overlapping fields of fire on like one of my super heavies. So then all the last cannon team, all last cannon teams that have all those heavy weapons were all getting plus one to hit on that while the mortars were hitting my infantry, and it was very effective for the for the points you're paying. And because the mortar teams are cheap, they were like the ablative wounds for the last cannon team at the back. I, just... I guess as well, if rather than having 
a squad of three large cannons and two squads of three mortars to let people pick off your large cannons if they need to. Having them mixed in means, like you say, you've got ablative wounds, which you get the same guns and you can still split fire, so it doesn't make a massive amount of difference for you. It just makes it harder for your opponent to pick on your key bits. Yeah, it was annoying. I had to shoot through six wounds. I didn't have that much anti-infantry fire. Uh, well, I had a lot, but not not like not, not crazy. Spare. Not yeah. with, we had like we had like thirty teams, so crazy. And yeah, it was it was they quite they do a lot of damage. Last cannons are really good. And they made twenty five points for last cannon, which is very cheap. So the whole squad's less than fifty points ish. So Basilisk are up next, which I've so seen these dotted about. Pretty much the same. They haven't really changed. They they they're, they're okay. unchanged. Yeah, it's minus three now rather than minus two. Yeah. Yeah. So, heavy D six, strength nine, AP three, damage D three, and you roll two dice to pick the highest for the number of shots. Yeah. Okay. That's so, decent. Uh, Wibbins. And one thing that stops these from being used a lot is. Like it's got a really old model. Which I, I, I like it. I always think it looks really out of place. It's like this massive gun, which should be shooting like from miles away, yet shooting someone right next to it. It doesn't make any sense. I always, I always kind of thought that model was a strange model, but it's like a hundred ish points, I think. With a but obviously you have a heavy bolt or something, so a bit more expensive. But they're pretty good That's points. Not bad. Not terrible, not the best, not the worst, just all right. Cool. So on to women's next, which I think are pretty much the same. Yep. You've they got heavy 46. They went up slightly in points. Uh, Real failed wounds, you strength four, AP dash damage one still. Yeah, pretty standard. They do what they always have done. But you're just a bit riskier on the amount of shots you're getting now. Yeah. It's like four mortar teams, basically. Yeah. Then Hydra's. He's just garbage. The picture of Hydra's is a picture of a Wyvern and two Hydra's. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you're not you're going to take a Wyvern. Cause... They forgot to glue the guns on that one. Yeah. There is a... There is really... I don't know, these things are still very expensive, what they do. It's a shame because they're one of the coolest looking models. Who doesn't love anti-aircraft guns? They look so cool. But they're just too expensive for them. Because they're only BS4, so if you get minus one to hit, you're on a five, and it's just like, ugh, they don't really do anything. And not There's lots of flying things these days, but for 100 points, it's just too expensive for 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 some auto cannon shots. Yeah. When you think of Bastard, I mean, Bastard is not even that great and it's it's still better than probably than the Hydra. It'll probably still do more damage than the Hydra auto cannon. So what make. you're saying is everybody who has nine Hydras because they're leaf blower days just saw the guns off and used them as Wivens? Or they took nine Torx Primes because <laughs> they're like the same thing. Yeah. yeah, and are they no, they're not quite next. Got, got to go a little bit to get to them. Oh, very well. Manacle, so, it's all right. Yeah. Pretty much again, pretty much similar thing. It's, it's. I think it's gun changed slightly, but I can't remember if it's exactly the same stats it always had. But it's 
It's still pretty. It's still pretty expensive-ish for its damage. 125, I think. It's 130 with its little hull gun, which you're starting to get. Starting to get a price now. He's starting to get into lean and rust range, which is it's, yeah. Yeah, it's hitting awesome. on fours, heavy two d six, ten AP two damage d three. It's only got four shots. Yeah, yeah that's it's all right. It's again, it's it's not overpowered. It's not overpowered. It's just about it's probably about where it should be. Yeah, um, so I noticed we're spending a lot more time on these units because these are the more interesting ones, as the characters at first were a bit. Yeah, this is where the real depth is in the guard book it seems well maybe not the next page which is the death strike but <laughs> the coolest looking model as well but yeah it's just still useless and it's it's a very it's a, it's a game it's a thing you take in apocalypse or something i remember take i used to take three of these in a guard list to little like one day events yo vortex this one, bro no jesse Vor i'm telling you there's something there. It's, it's a hidden. It's a hidden gem. I can't wait till you come to you come to Adepticon and get a get table by three vortex missiles. Oh, I'd love that, but I'd love to get table by death strikes. Actually firing. It's just so weird. You have to roll to hit. I just don't understand it. Yeah, I have four plus as well. Yeah, it's useless. Um, moving it's on. Range two hundred though. <laughs> Lehman Ross is obviously. Are exactly the same, apart from obviously they got. They're not exactly the same because they got. Double shots on the big guns. And the the plasma events change, which I think is quite cool as well. So they don't. Well, the execution kind of changed, so it only does one mortal wound for each roll of one to hit. And the, the plasma events, if you supercharge the actual plasma cannon side turret things, if you roll more, one or more. You only do uh, one mortal wound after all the shots. You don't just. There used to be six mortal wounds and it couldn't fire again or something crazy like that. Yeah. It was, it was savage. Whereas now, because you've got a lot of reroll ones in this book, it's not too bad. And um, yeah, they're, they're doing a fair bit of damage and they're not too expensive. They went down slightly in points as well. And they've changed the plasma cannon supercharge, which is quite cool actually. I like the fact they've kept the plasma cannon overheat. So the bear is slain still, so they've not had to change the gun. They've just given the tank a rule to say it's got plasma vents. Yeah, yeah. Which I can see that happening a lot more. So rather than changing the gun, they're just adding rules to things to get around it. Yeah. Which makes it simple. These are, these are decent. They're, 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 they're much better than they were. They were absolute garbage before, but now they are certainly viable. I think you'll see people use them. They are... Middle of the range damage for the points, I feel, but they're quite tough and they've got that obsec potential. Plus, orders can make them fast or shoot a bit better. And of course, you've got all the regiment bonuses if you catch an or Cadius. So, that's pretty good. They're not bad. Yeah, I think it's the durability. It means you're going to get a lot of firepower out of these, whereas some tanks and units will fall apart. So, you, you might be better damage per point. But because you yeah. know these going to be around a bit longer, it kind They're of tough. Their weakness of course, is, is being locked up, so you need to have your screens in place to stop them getting. Because they're still quite expensive for. They're around about 150 to 180 points ish on average, I think. Yeah, yeah. Depends how what what guns you take, obviously, and all how tooled up you want to make them. So yeah, it's a fair amount of points, but 
you're getting some resilient firepower. And then you've got your Chimera's next, which I don't think you're going to see because you've got the Toraxes. Still, unfortunately, they're still uh, very expensive, what they do. Um, just, it's not a need for uh, a transport, which is quite expensive. It's, it's a bit tougher than a Torox. Yeah, but, it's an extra toughness. But you pay, you pay, I think I can't remember the exact cost, but I feel it's like, I'm going to say it's like 75 or 70 naked, and then it, obviously with all the guns, it gets near 100, and it's like 100 points for like this. And like, if you want a, just a transport, I don't think there's enough. It's it's not doesn't doesn't do enough damage, um, and it's it, you pay a lot for the durability. So, Torx primes. Yeah. Which. So good, they even so bad they made them cheaper. Right. Oh look, these are things are pretty good. Let's dock points from them and give Let's them more shots. Let's make the hot volley guns cheaper. And explode on sixes. Yeah, that's only if you're in a Tempestus regiment, right? Uh, you you, you yeah. might not take any stormtroopers. You might not want them. Some extra little bonus. Oh, so they made them cheaper. Uh, well, not a lot cheaper, only like three points or something. But it gives like a, if you want, you can kind of see it as like a free stubber or like a free storm bolt on them, which is all right. And of course, everyone knows how good a Torx Prime is for its points. Reasonably tough, kind of ten wounds, toughness six. It's not bad. And then obviously it's got really good weapons. It can take all sorts of nice weapons. Um, and then of course they made it so if you are a six. Half range or less, half is all of six, you get an extra shot. Nice. When you have 30 shots. Yeah, is it the best point per shot unit in the game? It Well, in the old index, it was their conscripts were, and then were basically the same. Conscripts are slightly better though because for durability wise, they were better. But now, Conscripts being nerfed to oblivion. Uh, these, I'm sure, will probably be right up there. Yeah, I, I don't see much competing with them. I mean, you just you took a ton of them anyway in the past. Like if you look at Air Dragonia, they're just they're such reliable. They're such reliable shooting platforms. They just bring so much anti-infantry fire, and then you know they have a little bit of quality shots too. Uh, in like you know better AP more damage but it just they bring so much firepower for dirt cheap one of hit on three platform which is really big for guard yeah and they're quite maneuverable as well with like 14 movements so they can get to places if they need to and uh, I know some people like the missile launcher and auto cannons which um, are a bit pricey but they certainly do a lot of damage Um. And they're one of the few platforms that God have to have like missiles that are reliable. Um, and that obviously with the half range, getting extra shots, having a 48-inch range is quite nice because it means obviously 24 less yep. to get the uh, extra shots. And you're unlikely, with only six shots, if you get auto-carry and crack missiles, you may only get one extra shot. But then if it's like an extra crack missile, that's like that's really good, obviously. Um but I think people will still go for the good old Gatling cannon and volley gun with maybe a Storm Bolter. 
and just stack her away like crazy for 97 points or whatever it is ridiculous yeah and five of them five of them five extra shots each so that's now like 180 plus shots on average with five of them 500 points yeah it's crazy good crazy good they're just good. They're just really good, really good tanks. Nothing really more to say about them, I guess. So, next up we have Valkyries, which it's worth noting there's no Vendettas in the guardbook anymore. They've gone back to Forge World. Yeah, they they weren't in the index. They were in the old book. They were they, they put them in the index. They weren't in the index, and now they've decided, I guess, to keep them. Definitely yeah, keep them in Forge World. The upgrade sprues have always been forged, haven't they? Yeah. They never got around to making them for for a regular IG. Yeah, I don't think they kind of hadn't they hadn't cottoned on to the multi kit bit at that point, have they? So and they made this uh, kit. I'm sure now if they made this new kit they would it would definitely have If they made this new kit it'd probably honestly be a punisher the the, the Punisher yeah, version, Vulture. yeah, the Vulture, the Vendetta, and the Valkyrie. I mean, it's just what GW does now. And um, so this, the only real change for this is it got um, got a tiny bit cheaper. Uh, I think it went down. Looking at the points now, it went down. Uh, where is it? And uh, it's now 110. So that's a bit cheaper, which is good. Um, Valkyrie, you mean? Oh, sorry, yeah, went down 110, so a little bit cheaper. And it got the plus one to hit if it if it hovers and stays still. Well, it has to hover, obviously. Uh, and if it hovers, you add plus one to its hit roll. So uh, that's, that's quite nice. Yeah, so it means that if you hover, you get on now threes, which yeah, is okay. Because um, obviously the problem with it is if it was a flyer, being BS... Four plus, uh, you just hit on fives, which made it really bad. Um, and if you hovered, you just—it was never about damage though. This tank, it's, it's always been about the um, transporting guys with the grab shoots, and they're—they're they're really tough for their points. So for like a hundred and ten points, and obviously you give them, you've got a couple of guns. So let's say one hundred and thirty all guns. They're 14 wounds are tough and seven, with three up save. It's like as tough as a, as a Storm Raven for like not half the points, but you know, not not near, not far off half the points. Yeah, and they can and, take Ogrins as well, which is nice. Yeah, and they can fit 12 guys in Ogrins, and the grab shoot means that if it moves, you can you can get out any point along the move. And if you go over 20, you can get out as well, but obviously on a one, you die. And now they've said you have to disembark more than nine away. I think that was always the rule, actually. So. Yeah, didn't they change it? So, because it was if you move more than 20, and now it's 20 or more. Yeah, they've clarified that up. Uh, clarified yeah, it up. People were just going, oh, I'll move just 20 inches, and then, oh, I don't have to roll it. Yeah, so now you've got to move 19.9. Which you um, can't do, can you? Because your minimum is 20. Yep. So you, if you're going to go that, you're going to have to hover. Which is not as good. Um, yeah, so they're, they're not bad. I don't think people will take them very often. 
I think if you're going to build, they're they're quite useful for lowering drops, um, which obviously they've said it, in the new chapter approved. They've said that they're going to uh, on the community side, they're going to change that, aren't they? To yes, that's not as it. important these days. No, so uh, yeah, it's it's still nice, but it's not as important. But a good way of lowering drops, they're much better than chimeras for not that many more points. But they do obviously uh, take up a flyer slot, which are not as easy to get. You have to take, you only get two normally, or you can take the flyer detachment. And people, I've seen people try the Neil Pal using them in UTC with like loads of them full of dudes. Yeah, I've seen quite a few people take several of them. Uh, I think it, it definitely worked before they changed all the command squad uh, limiting things, where you could take bazillions of command squads. Now you have to take quite a lot of HQs for that. Uh, they also made the plasma gun guys more expensive. So I don't know if that army would work anymore, but it certainly could be a quite a use for them if you wanted to, to load up some uh, special weapon teams or whatever. Or put some maybe some... Uh, some psychers in there, whatever. Could be quite fun. I don't know. Who knows? So, a nice option, but not anything that is a must anymore. Yeah, they're not going to do much damage for the points. They're they're, they're a blocking unit, and they're uh, obviously a reasonable transport. So next up, we have the Bane variants. So we've got Bane Blade, the Bane Hammer, Bane Sword, the Doom Hammer, Hell Hammer, Shadow Sword. Storm Lord, Storm Sword, and I think you've used a few of these, haven't you, Ramsey? Yeah, I tried out. I tried out a Bane Blade, Shadow Sword, and Storm Lord. I haven't tried the other ones out yet. How did you find them then? Because I know you said you were loving the. Um, is it the ground in advance with them now? Yeah, they got a few new rules. So they got so first of all, apart from the Storm Lord. They all went down forty points, so that was good. Um, oh no, some of them. No, some of them went down a little bit less because some of the more powerful variants, like uh, Doomhammer and Hellhammer, got lots of guns. But Bainbridge went down forty, which is really nice. Um, Shadow Sword went down forty, which is again really nice. Uh, they have gained the, probably the best rule that they they used to have the penalty for moving and firing heavy weapons. Oh, really good. stupid on a big super heavy so they've made that so you don't suffer that and then they've kept their old rule which was a really powerful old rule which was where they could fall back in the movement phase and still shoot and charge and they could also fire their weapons if they're within an inch and even if they're engaged and of course they can they can actually fire at the units they're in combat with but only so with they just don't care yeah, so they're really good. You can't tie them up. They've still kept their reasonable melee profile, which is nine attacks uh, at full strength, nine attacks, five plus to hit, strength nine, minus two damage, minus two AP, D3 damage. So like a little, like a uh, mini knight. And of course now with the adamantium tracks and the crush them uh, stratagem, you can make them up to a two plus to hit and they can advance and charge which is quite cool because they're fast um, so they're really good you can make them really good in combat so that's a really nice ability 
they used to benefit from plus one save, but they've obviously got rid of that strategy now for them. Um, they also really benefit from the defensive gunners stratagem, which lets them overwatch on a five plus. Of course, when you have all these big cannons and all sorts sponsons and stuff, it's yeah, you uh, need a few to go through. Yeah, so Baneblade, another big change. Sorry, another big change was they made all pretty much all the guns much more powerful. Uh, the main cannons because they used to be quite weak, in my opinion, for the for the, the points you paid. You didn't do a lot of damage. Whereas now, for example, the Baneblade cannon. I think it was only 2d6 shots, and now it's 3d6 shots, strength 9, minus 3, 3 damage, which is really good. A uh, lot, lot of shots, 11 shots. And of course, we've only got BS4, but there are multiple ways to improve that, and even more if you have Forge Rolled in, in, your, uh, up your po- in your pocket. So you can quite easily get them to like a 3-up or even a 2-up with a reroll to hit. Um and they can keep all their sponsons, which, again, do a lot of damage. And, of course, if they're Talarn, they can advance and fire. and Lots of fun things there. Um, the Bane hat, so that was the Bane Blade. They made that 3d6 shots, which was good. That's a lot of shots. So Bane Hammer's so, up next? So Bane Hammer next. And this one's quite interesting, variant because it's uh, like a combination. It's like a mini Stormlord combined with a reasonable gun. So it can hold 25 guys, so it's quite a nice transport, and it can hold, 10 can fire out. So you can put like uh, weapon teams or psychos, whatever in there. And it has a tremor cannon, which went from, I think, 2d6 shots now to 3d6 shots. So now it's got 3d6 shots, strength 8, minus 2, 3 damage, and it halves your movement if you get hit by it. You don't even have to do damage. That can be really powerful, and a lot of these super units like Magnus and such half in their movement is big because it stops no advance as well yeah no advance and also locks their like their warp time it goes from 32 to 16 which is huge playing guard you don't want the Magnus running around your army so it's really powerful um, and it's uh, for the 10 guys better than the Baneblades cannon uh, the Bane I Blade, think so yeah, the Baneblade cannon only has an extra pip of strength over it, which, to be honest, strength 8, strength 9, it is, it is important to be strength 9, because it means you wound knights on 3s and other big things on 3s. So it's not to be sniffed, and obviously another minus um, bit of AP. However, the half movement is very nice, um, and no advance. Anything that affects movement in this game, obviously, is very powerful. So it just depends on really what you were, what you kind of using to use it for, and, and what you kind of think. So I, I probably, if I was going to pick one of them, I probably would pick Bane Hammer. Um, it's a, it's uh, the same price as well, so a little bit of transport is not a bad option. But obviously, you lose the um, the Bane Blade can has has a demolisher cannon, um, an auto cannon as well, which you have to pay for. Yeah. Demolished cannons are really expensive, so that can be a plus or a minus. Because uh, demolished cannons are very powerful, but I think it's like 40 points or 50, but it's really expensive. Um, so the Bane Hammer doesn't have that. It's one of the versions, you know, with, without all the extra guns on it. Yeah. But yeah, solid, it's definitely a solid variant. And with 3D6 shots now, I mean, that's still going to hurt a lot of units, and to half the movement is, is nice. 
next one. We have the Bane Sword. Yeah, so this which one. Which has the Quake Cannon. Yeah, so Quake Cannon is basically like a, a Titan Killer weapon. But it's like, it's, yeah, one of the Titan Killers. 2d6 shots, strength 14, minus 4, d6 damage, and uh, if you roll a 1 or a 2 to do damage, you always do 3, so you're basically always doing Minimum 3, three damage. damage, yeah. Yeah, which I do want to point out, like I've been playing against the Admech a bunch, and on those uh, Onager Doom Crawlers, that ability alone is money. Yeah, so to toss it on this, it's pretty insane. It's good. Um, I think that this is a not a bad variant. However, I feel like the Quake Cannon is overshadowed massively by one of the other variants that's coming up with Um So I kind of feel like it's it's in a difficult spot. I don't see why you would take this weapon over uh, Shadow Sword. I think it's just Shadow Sword's more powerful. Um, Slightly more reliable doing three damage, but then the Shadow Sword does two d six damage, so it's like uh, I don't think you're going to roll a one or a two very often, a double one very often. So uh, I, I don't really see the point of this gun. I mean, you can get more shots with the Quake Cannon, of course, but you can also roll fairly bad with the Bane Sword as well. So I, I haven't I haven't thought about using this version, and I probably won't. All right. So I think Doom Hammer. Yep. Yeah, the so, Magma Cannon. So this has got the Magma Cannon. Uh, 2d6 shots, strength 10, 5 minus 5 AP, d6 damage. You're within half range, you do double damage, and it's got a 60 inch range. So you do 2d6 damage, pick the highest. Um, obviously, very good against tanks. However, again, it's only strength 10, which sounds ridiculous, but that can be quite important when you're shooting at knights and things and other heavy armor targets. Only strength 10 means you wound on threes. And it does have a, a transport option though, which is quite nice. It can hold, again, 25 guys. So you can have 10 firing out. So it's like, a, it's, again, it's a mix, these mixtures of, of these extra little transport options are quite nice for hiding characters inside without any losing anything losing protecting minutes. your heavy weapon teams yeah protecting your weapon teams protecting your fragile uh, bits and lowering your drops can all be very useful and you're not having to buy transports which aren't expensive but it just you kind of save maybe kill points or things like that so it, it's, it's an option um this one i believe is one of the more expensive ones yeah 420 so quite expensive uh, this one, so one of, I think it's the most or second most expensive variant. Um, reasonable damage, I think. Uh, you know, it's not bad. Kind of a mixture. I haven't used this version, and again, I probably won't. But I think it's not a bad idea. Not a bad one. I'd probably go for the the tremor cannon variant if I was going to go for a, a mixture of guys inside and. And the gun. Hey, Which is the Bane Hammer. Yeah. yeah, the one we did before. So, I think the Magna Cannon's nice, but it's, it's a bit situational. Moving on. The yep. Hell, Hell Hammer. Hammer which, is, which has always been my favourite of the Bane Blade, Bane Blade variants, but... It looks cool. The gun is yeah. like, seriously badass. Um, 
Yeah, so the Hellhammer Cannon is really powerful. Um, 3d6 shot, so it's up from 2d6. It, yeah, I think it was 2d6. Um, so it's gone up to 3d6. Only a 36-inch range, which is not a too big of a deal. Uh, now you can move and fire with no penalty. Strength 10, minus 4, 3 damage. No benefit of cover. It's reasonable. Quite cool. Yep. It also has all the guns, like the auto cannon and demolisher cannon uh, as well. It's got a las gun as well, completely randomly. It's a stupid little las gun. I don't know why it has a las gun, but it does. Oh, it's on the back of the turret. There's a little yeah. sticks out. The guy inside goes pew pew. Yeah, it's just like cool. A random <laughs> las gun. Uh, so it has all the guns, which is quite nice. However, the Hellhammer Cannon, I, I find a little bit underwhelming. A similar problem with one of the other variants, the Storm Sword. Confusing names. That it, it's kind of a middle, this kind of middle range gun, which does some decent damage, but pay a lot of points for these uh, tanks. And this one is the most, one of the most expensive, being 410. So, and that's not including the guns. And this thing will be ex- super expensive with all its guns. So it used to. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, the one, obviously, the demolish cannon's 40. You've got an auto cannon on the 10. So you're looking at 450 before you've put any sponsons on. So it's either going to be 600 if you're going to whack all the sponsons on. Yeah. Uh, which, it might be able to do 600 points. It's not a bad option. Again, it's got the good good damage, and uh, but it's not kind of an all-rounder, isn't it? It can shoot infantry and okay against tanks. So I used to love this one back in the old edition because it, had, it also so it fired the 10-inch pie plate and yeah. ignored cover, and it was just whopping damage. It, it was it was really good back on the you know in the old way where you didn't get the cover saves or anything like that. Whereas your bane blade you did get a cover save from. Its cannon looks way cooler. Yeah, it uh, does. It's probably the coolest looking cannon. Yeah, and, and, it's a bit short. Yeah, but that's like the whole. That's like the whole. It's yeah, a breakthrough gun, man. It looks short in the picture, but it's the it looks it's big. It's and quite girthy, isn't the model it? Model is big. It's, yeah, that's that's a big turret on there. It doesn't doesn't do it justice. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 basically the size of a Lehman Ross gun, uh, like a regular battle cannon, Matt. Yeah, and and like I said, you know, back in its old its old or the old rule set, I used to love it because it was that ten inch. It was a 10-inch template, so you got a ton of things under it. It ignored cover, so you just picked up Marines and Terminators. And it was a plasma weapon. It was AP2. Um, so, you know, it was able... It was just basically a, de- a massive demolisher cannon that just picked everything up that it touched. It, it was it was really good. Um, so I think it this is good. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't think it translated as well. Yeah, I mean, an average of what eleven shots, strength ten. So you can't really, you can't say it's bad having eleven strength ten shots. It's just a lot of points for that. It's a lot of points, and you're only hitting on four. So again, these like these these shots, like against the knights, you get like five hits. This is obviously all completely unbuffed, which you'll probably never have. But like five hits, three wounds, like two go through, so six damage for a six hundred point tank. And of course, you've got demolisher cannons and all the other bits, hopefully on it, but. It's not that great against tanks and infantry. It's good, but it's not going to rack up masses of kills in infantry either. It's really good at killing 
the elite stuff, but often they're having vulnerable saves. So I found it's kind of uh, very dicey and doesn't do as much as I would like with only doing three damage a shot. It's not that great at picking off big things. Yeah, it's not really focused enough. It's a bit too all-round. Yeah, and there's a lot of points. You can get cheap Lascar and heavy weapon teams or mortar teams. Probably the same amount of points worth will do more. I just feel like, again, it suffers from the fact that it's a middle-of-the-road one, one, and I feel if I'm going to do that, I want the Bane Hammer, the half movement, because that does something that nothing else in the whole guard army can do, which is the half and everything, you know, slowing everything down. Um, this doesn't have that, so I would I would rather have a less powerful gun, but half the movement than this gun, I think. Uh, and obviously, the Morse Cannon is expensive. 40 points for a few shots. A lot. It's not like on the Lehman Ross where you get two two lots of that and you're getting one, one lot of it and it's another fork to hit. Yeah. So, the Move next on. one's the fun one. The Shadow yeah. Sword. The Shadow Sword, this it, got a huge buff. Was it like, two of these that you ran recently? I used two. I used them because we were playing pure rulebook. So going f- and I knew there were going to be lots of Forge World big nasties and lots of chaos, so I thought I'd take two of these because they buffed the Volcano Cannon a lot. Um, they made it 3D6 shots, 3D3. No, 3D3, sorry, 3D3 shots, up from D6, so that's a huge boost. Strength 16, minus 5, 2D6 damage, and reroll to wound against Titanic units. And before, when this is in the index, uh, there wasn't that many Titanic stuff. Uh, knights and maybe these things or pretty and much monolith. and yeah monolith yeah if you ever saw one anyway. just in case laughing but now they're starting to bring more of these titanic units in and with forge world becoming more and more popular uh, at least in the uk i know in the us it's it's already been very popular but in the uk forge world was kind of a some a lot of events didn't have it whereas now most events have got forge world i think i'm gonna say to say matt yeah yeah it's becoming more popular for now but I don't know how long that will last yeah it depends if they rebalance it or not we'll just wait for Forge World to kind of sort themselves out a little bit um, it also has the targeters so plus one to hit against Titanic units so now you're, on a, now you're like a marine hit on a three which is really nice um, very easy to buff this to hit to get to a, to a two up with a reroll or uh, yeah which is very you know reliable. what this gun needs it needs macro yeah, if it was no. well, a, a normal volcano cannon on like a Titan does have it. So that's what you're paying for when you're only paying 400 points for this thing. When you pay ridiculous points for the uh, Warlord Titan, then yeah, you get a macro to actually kill everything. Mm-hmm. Um, this still does kill everything dead. Uh, if it hits it, it removes it most of the time, unless you have a good invulnerable save. We were talking uh, about like this shooting Mortarion just takes it off. Yeah, I mean Mortarion sucks. So yeah, just an example. But even even uh, like it's very easy for this thing to shoot. I mean, obviously the big targets right now are like Magnus and Mortarion. You've got to have a way of dealing with them for guard because they can cause all sorts of problems. And this thing's very scary because you have that vengeance for Cadia uh, stratagem. So yep. you can roll to hit and to wound, and you already get re to wound anyway, but the extra re to hit with the with the targeters, if you haven't gone 
Uh, you haven't got any other way of rerolling to hit. Well, he, this doesn't naturally reroll a wound against Magnus or Mortarian because neither of yeah. them are Titanic. They're they not Titanic. I thought they were Titanic. Maybe not. No. Okay, so you're still rolling to wound is nice. Um, yeah. Um, able to hit, obviously, is always good. And then if you just, even if you get one or two hit wounds through, they're vulnerable saves. You're doing shit tons of damage on average. Yep. Um, and yeah, it scares them a lot. So it's good. It's a good, not a bad tank. And the fact you can now obviously move and fire. Like I was firing this thing at. I was fire misting even now at like heavy weapon teams. It sounds ridiculous, but uh, with the old shot only getting D6 shots, you only get one or two shots and one hit. You kill one heavy weapon team. But now with 3D3, you're getting like six shots, and I was just clearing off crap from miles away. Um, with you know, line of sight's not really a problem with this with the size of this thing. It shows um, there's enough but, guns on it. You can yeah. I mean, you, I if you have to shoot infantry, it will, will do the job. Yeah, it does. It does all right. You know, things like land raiders just hate it because it just takes them off like in one shot, and they don't get any save, and they just they're like it's like you know when you shoot like a rhino or something, it's overkill. But like a land raider is just an easy, lovely target for it. Even things like flyers hate being hit by this thing because if you get two hits through on average, uh, that's enough to kill a storm raven if you have reroll to wound. Um, if you have Acadia, reroll to ones, like we've been saying with the banner. Um, you get two wounds through on a storm raven. That's probably it dead. So, and that's again very good, very good point to turn. And it's a nice one of the, one of the very reliable, one of the few reliable ways for guards to shoot down like a raven or something quickly. Yeah. Do you so, think if we see the meta switching away from the big like land raiders, storm ravens, and stuff, that these would still be worth taking, or is it only while people are still um, taking the bigger things that it's worth it? I think, I think that these. Sorry, you, you go, Jesse, first. I'll, I was going to say, I think some of the variants will shine, even if it swaps to away from the bigger stuff. But I think something like the Shadow Sword is going to be a bit more limited. Uh, like, if, if you see something swap, if, if everything swaps away from really big things, then you're going to get, like, the, the one with the Quake Cannon and stuff like that. They're going to be a little bit more viable, I think. Yeah, this thing suffers heavily from things with minus to hit. Because it only starts at four, so if you're shooting at a tank, a regular tank like a serpent or something, um, with minus to hit or anything like minus to hit, that's like really the new, bad. yeah, new Eldar serp, new Eldar in general. Like if you're shooting at Eldar tanks and they don't want to get shot at, they're most likely going to be minus two to hit from you anyway. So yeah. and if you're only getting because, one hit, because, you're not you're not going to kill a tank, really. Yeah, exactly. With the minus one to hit flat on everything from Altiok, I think it is. Yeah. And then vectored engines can just be taken on all their stuff. So if they don't want to get shot at by you, they just advance. Yeah. And now they're they're sitting there with minus two to hit tanks, and you're not doing anything with your 500-point tank. Yeah, and they can stretch them from another minus one if they don't even have advance. So you're on turn one. So you minus two, no matter what you're shooting at, it's really bad. Um. A lot of things are minus to hit now. Uh, basic chicken stuff. walkers. Yeah, they could be minus one or minus two. A lot yeah, of it's chaos. Chaos legion be minus one, right? Yeah, yeah space wings be minus one. If you go raven guard, minus one and everything. So it's not. It, it's a difficult one. You, you you want to be hitting things without invulnerable saves as well. I found them frustrating to hit when I'm shooting at things with like Gulliman with a bloody three up invulnerable, which wouldn't die. Um, 
it's just just very dicey, isn't it? You, especially with command points, with a re-rollable, three up effectively, you can fire two of these things and do nothing to them. Uh, which speaking from experience, yeah, that's bad when that happens. He just chops it in one of them in the half. Um, yeah, so I think they're good. Uh, they are very expensive. All the guns, and they'll they'll have their prime targets. I mean, these things if they shoot at they shoot at something else, like one of these things, and yeah, you're making your money back every time you fire at them. But I think we'll just have to wait and see how Forge World. If how they get on with their, they'll have inevitably have some changes because right now their rules are just all over the show, and we'll see if they uh, go, have they buff their big stuff or they nerf it, and if they buff it, then I think these things will be much more viable. Yeah, it's very weird report, bro. From what I like, there's very little mid ground that's like just good or okay. It's either it's either like busted good or busted bad. Yeah, they're they're just they're so like haphazard. But I think they, if I'm not mistaken, when they were at Nova, they people were talking about it, and they only had like one designer, but they've they've increased their design team so that yeah. they can fix issues. Yeah, so that's kind of a big hope. Yeah, they've got some big things like big Titan units that are definitely uh, surprisingly pointed. Let's just say so. If they change, then that'll be. You mean super chicken? Maybe, maybe Super Chicken is the one I'm thinking of. Malefic <laughs> 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 Lords, the test, yeah. And well, Malefic Lords, let's let's be real here. Malefic Lords are only ten points cheaper than a Primaris Psyker. Mm. Mm. Give them a ten point increase. Moving on from these stupid things. So, uh, <laughs> there's, there's two more big guard guys to go. Let's get these. Get the next one done. The Star Lord. Now, I'm disappointed in this one, but go ahead, Ramsey. Yeah, this one, it had... Tw- so it was it was 4.30 before, and it stayed at 4.30. That was a little bit disappointing, because all the rest got a discount of some sort. And it, it always had 20 shots, and it was the only variant that didn't get a buff on its gun, I think. Yeah, I think it's the only one. So that's a little bit weird, because I was sure they would buff this gun, because it's... So... I thought for sure, I thought for sure, coming from the index to the codex, it was going to get back its rule, where if it sits still, it can yeah. fire its gun a second time, its main gun yeah, a second time. That was always that's always been one. Of, that's always been one of my favorite things about the, the tank. Yeah, and um, so the fact that they didn't do that, I, I was, I, mean, I guess they just didn't want forty shots. But I need a better be- BS. Yeah, would it have been that good? I, I don't think so. When I've used it, I've used it purely for the holding 40 guys with a big fire deck. Yeah. Um, I used it to lower the drops. Yeah, well, I just used it either to lower the drops to height, because some matches in, I was thinking I won't need my mortars, so I'll just keep them inside safe and then uh, get them out late game and run them you know, with the orders onto objectives late on. Um, and it lowers me down to four, five, four or five drops into head, uh, which was good. Or I could, as you said, get put them in and then jump them out and shoot straight away, which they weren't very effective, but it's uh, better than nothing. But the actual gun itself, I found was reasonably decent when I when I used all the trash guns and buffs and things like that. But it was never crazy. Yeah. It was always just reasonably decent. You were relying on a lot to make it 
decent though. A lot of investment of stratagems and stuff. Yeah, I was often having to use the Cadia, um, you know, the get, get a mortars to get the extra, get the wound on something, and then use the uh, overlapping fields of fire on one of the targets, and then use the relic of Cadia. So it was threes with a reroll, and then threes with reroll ones, and then normally twos or threes with reroll ones. So it, it did pretty decent damage. But for like a 500 point tank, you'd kind of expect it to do reasonable damage. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think they missed the ball there. If they would have given it, it sits still fire twice. I think this I think this would would arguably be one of the best variants you would want to just take in general. But I mean, because I really like its gun. It, it's the the Vulcan Mega Bolter is not a bad weapon. Uh, I mean, it's it's basically an Avenger bolt cannon from Imperial Knights, which is arguably their best weapon they can take um so it's, it's a really good gun you know it, it's it's one of those things that's just good against pretty much everything if you have to throw it at a tank you can it's wounding on fives uh, yeah with it before any buffs if you have to throw it at infantry you can you know and against the vast majority of chaff it's wounding on twos you know and it's and with the two damage it's also good at taking out more elite things like you know just yeah. sling it in in terminators well now you have a four up save and every failed four up is a dead terminator type of deal. Yeah. So it's like it's it's versatile. It's just it doesn't put out enough. It doesn't yeah. do enough hits, I think is the issue. Yeah. It's got the shots, but if it was BS three base a lot. Yeah. then you'd think, ooh, I'm gonna get like fifteen hits and I'll do I like was just, twelve I was just wounds. They didn't change the points. I didn't. I didn't feel this one was great points before, and it's still expensive. I know it's paying a lot for that transportability. Uh, Forty guys is a lot, and you know, having you could th- only variant where you can fit the full nine, ten or grins, whatever it is, the maximum, and uh, have them running around inside there could be fun. I mean, I still like it because you know, even for its points cost, if I stick ten heavy weapon teams, you know, I essentially am, am strapping on. 10 LAS cannons to my, you know, to my own benefit, shooting out of it whenever I want. You know, so I, I think, you know, I like 10 LAS cannons, 10 mortars isn't, you know, isn't irresponsible to think you just have those things firing out of it as well. So I, I think overall it's a really well-rounded tank, but I think just the gun itself misses the mark. Yeah, slightly, yeah. Uh, and then should we move on to the last one? Yep, just to finish up the book is the Storm Sword, which has oh, a Storm Sword Siege Cannon. And this was so disappointing. Uh, so it had D6 shots and it only went to 2D6, which I th- it, for a 10 inch pie plate to only get 2D6 shots, I thought yep. was really poor. Like the Hellhammer has 3D6 and it ignores cover, whereas this one does the same thing. And it re-roll only only benefit it gets is it re-rolls damage rolls over one. It's D6. And and again, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to this. Yeah, I really think damage, okay, I really think Well, I really think even just the three D six shots on the Hellhammer is not enough to represent the ten inch high plate. I yeah. I I am a firm believer that it should be four D six. You know, yeah. If it was a ten inch shot, it should be four D six. Nine inch like the Bane Blade, three D six. I mean, this thing, I used to love this thing back when it was, when people weren't using much of the Super Heavies, and that, it's like the Hellhammer, you know, it was reasonably cheap, and for a 10-inch pie plate, they ignored cover, this was just like mm-hmm. horrendous, and it just did, if you got, even if you missed, you still hit, 
whatever you were shooting at, pretty much. Yep. Yeah, you don't to too far. Whereas now, you can quite easily do nothing. Like, even if you kill one or two guys, it's like, how does this thing not kill, like, anything it touches? It's, like, designed just to blow infantry apart, and it doesn't blow infantry apart. Uh, it's okay against heavy armoured stuff, but anything with heavily armoured, anything, any decent stuff's going to have invulnerable, so you can quite easily do, like, kill, like, one Terminator, which is really poor, and so I felt like this this variant in particular is the... Uh, the, the real kind of loser of the buffs of all the rest. Yeah. Do I you also, guys think? Oh, sorry, Jess. I was just going to say. I, yeah, I think rather than having more shots, if they made some of the big damage guns spill over, would that have a similar effect? Let's just pulverizing that ground rather than hitting individual guys with the shots. You mean if like yeah. the wounds, the wounds carried over? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not opposed to that. That's an exceptionally powerful rule. Um, Death Guard have it. And um, on one of their weapons, and I think that that wouldn't be a terrible idea either. Now, yeah, if this was heavy two d six, and you cause twelve wounds, you kill with two hits, and you know you spiked on your damage, you cause twelve wounds on two hits and kill twelve guys. Okay, fine. You know, um, can you just blitz in the area rather than hitting yeah. one guy in the face and pulverizing him? Yeah, just I wouldn't. A random thought. I wouldn't be terribly. I wouldn't be terribly opposed to that. That that might you know that might make it feel better and you know this was also one of my one of the variants that I actually owned and and all that because I love it it actually looks a lot like uh, a Stug assault gun from World War Two yeah you know it looks it looks very very realistic in a very fantasy era or well sci-fi uh, yeah. era and you know it was always really cool and like you said it, it kind of shocked back like. You know, I, I really gravitated towards, like, the Storm Sword, Hellhammer, Typhon from uh, Space Marines because they were those large pie plates that ignored cover and stuff like that. They were good when you were able to take, uh, when you were able to take them. And I, I just feel like it, it's kind of a big letdown um, yeah. on the two variants in this book that had that. Yeah. So I feel like uh, there was a lot of, when these things, when everyone saw the rules of these and it first came out, everyone, a lot of people were like, oh my god, three, three of these big tanks are going like, to destroy everything. And having used three, they certainly don't destroy everything. <laughs> they're, they're, they're good for their points, um, but they're nothing amazing. And um, the stratagems, you've burned through a lot of stratagems, points using them, because they, you're pretty much every time using crush them, defensive gunners, and well, take cover, you can't use anymore. And I was often using the re- the heel the heel um, jury riggers to go plus one hull points back every turn, and which, which meant you couldn't move. Because um, I had three, so obviously one could just sit still this time. And uh, yeah, they're, they're decent, but I think that after using them, the one that I like the most is the uh, Banehammer. And I wouldn't be I wouldn't I wouldn't say three of them is too bad uh, because you can hold like most of your army and reduce your drops down at the moment, which you can get easily to only four or five drops, whatever. And they got decent damage, and that you could half movement on like three critical units, two or three critical units mm-hmm. is really powerful. Uh, Buys can, that extra turn. Yeah, and they they're definitely still doing damage. They're not like they 
yeah, being hit by 30 tremor cannon shots, for example, is going to hurt anything being hit by that. Um, yeah. and, and then being only 390 means you can stick, you know, the sponsons on and not feel too bad about the points. Whereas, like, so like the Storm Lord, the extra 40 points is, like, pretty much what the sponsons cost. You're, you're losing a set of sponsons to have that variant. Um, and, you know, the sponsons, I'll just quickly say about them, are really good value, in my opinion, uh, especially the Heavy Bolter version. Um, 14 points for a twin Heavy Bolter is really good. Um, having four of them, plus you're normally a twin one at the front, is effectively 10 Heavy Bolters. Um, and on three of them, that's like 30 Heavy Bolters, which is 90 shots. And there's decent ways to buff the hit rolls and wound rolls. And of course, having four LAS cannons that can move and fire is quite nice as well. Um, yeah. I think most of the... Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say, it's a shame you can't have... You couldn't like strip off the LAS cannons. You have to take LAS cannon and something else. The heavy, the twin flame, I think, could be really cool in a, with a uh, Talan, the advance and fire. Yeah, just run at people. Yeah, you're going to hit them in combat anyway, so it's some twin heavy flame action. It's quite cool, but extremely expensive the twin heavy flare I think it's 30 points for each set of guns so with the last cannon you're paying 50 points each yeah. and you have to have two of them so you're looking at 100 points per set of sponsors so 200 points of four sponsors that's like it's a lot of points so I don't think mm. I'd um, I don't think I would do that but the twin bolters were great I I, I wish I had more sponsors like every game I was I just wish I had those extra Heavy bolters. We only had because of uh, me being silly. I didn't realise the model only comes with two sponsons, and you have to yeah. buy the set to have more. At least they sell it separately. Yeah, well, I was just uh, oh. I was like a bit of a surprise. I was like, oh great, thanks. For my alarm list doesn't work, but <clears throat> I have to quickly change something else. <laughs> I've just noticed how many attacks they actually have basic as well. I didn't realise they had nine attacks base. Yeah, with twos to hit. I mean, obviously with Kadia, you reroll one, so you're smashing up, uh, smashing everybody up. Reroll what hits wounds, you know, because obviously in strength nine, you wound most things on twos, so they're really reliable. With twos rerolls, twos rerolls, they can grind through people really easily. And uh, yeah, they're, they're very good. I, I really like the, what they did with them. They made them so much better than they were before. I just feel like, you know, almost all of the variants kind of feel, almost all of the variants kind of, kind of just sit out and, and, you know, they're, they're really good if you give them across big things, but if you don't, they feel kind of lackluster. I think that's why the Bane Hammer is the best variant because it kind of, it's utility, it's utility is above all the others. Overall, like if you if you come across a big thing, awesome. You can slow small things down. You still carry stuff. Uh, you're not that expensive. I think that's fantastic. But I think like even like the Bane Blade and all that, it, it, its ideal world is to be hunting other like medium to large targets. And you know you're not always seeing that in in your games. Even if you're going to a tournament, you're not coming across games where you're just dealing with a bunch of medium to large targets. Yeah, I definitely I don't think the Bane Blade's not too bad. I think if you see a lot of elite units, like if you've seen a lot of Terminator equivalents things, I think they're all going to do pretty well when you've got like three, three, six shots. But 
not if you're only getting 2d6 because you can be too spiky which yeah, is why the um, shadow sword is reasonably decent because it's minimum three shots so you can normally get one or two hits and that's normally all you need against a, a tank or something yeah I mean overall you know you, you have you're really needing to buy the sponsons on a lot of the variants to make them to make them well-rounded enough that it's not terrible so they are getting to be a pointing uh, point sink um yeah, the, yeah but one, when you're coming when you're coming across a primary infantry army that can still threaten your tanks, you you kind of run into an issue. Like I'm thinking something along the lines of like orcs or something like that. It could still be a little wonky. So it's one of the reasons I like the Bane Hammer over, say, like even the Hell Hammer or the Bane Sword, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, they're um, they also just really quickly to. You can get you can for them to get the doctrines. You have they have to be in a either supreme command or a super heavy proper detachment. You can't have them in a super heavy auxiliary detachment. You can still be like you can still be, you can still be Cadia. You still get the benefit of the uh, overlapping fields of fire and the relic of Cadia. So you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to get the. Um, they're basically all ones, which you don't need anyway. If they're allowing you to use a relic all the time, but you wouldn't like, for example, the Fistroian one. If you want to reduce down the uh, damage table thing, you know, the uh, which we talked about, the half number of wounds, you have to be in one of those attachments, which can be quite difficult because often having having one is good. And right now, like you know, uh, if you want to take one, you're going to take Supreme Command and whatever, have all your HQs. It's a little bit limiting, though. Because uh, mm. if you want to have two, it's hard to fit two in an army, because obviously you can't take... Unless you're going to... In the UK, I'm thinking, because we often don't allow multiple of the same attachments. I'm thinking in the so, UK, it's a bit of... A, a three is a lot of points, and one is sometimes not enough, so you come back... I like two, and it's hard yeah. to get two in most of my me, lists. So. Me and Adam found the same thing with Chaos. Trying to get a list with two super heavies was really tough. Because it's either three or one we found. It wasn't worth messing about to get that second so in there. We don't have that issue here in the States. Um, we don't limit the amount of detachments you can take. So if you want to take three Supreme Command, you can take three Supreme Command. Yeah, I'm hoping. Uh, we are. I think we are slowly, very slowly moving that level. But most of our tournaments, are, the ones I go to, and a lot of ones we go to, are. They copied the ETC, and right now the ETC is, in my opinion, a little bit backwards. Uh, It's still thinking back. When the rule pack came out for that, it was a long time ago now, you know, probably a a year ago when that rule pack was. No, it got changed. Like, it literally has eighth drops. Everyone just went, uh, knee jerk, right? Play it safe. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to see how things go over here with the packs and stuff like that. Because. I think people have got to realise that, that that having three battalions is not a big deal. Uh, you have to see how uh, spammy armies become, I think, and then make a judgment based on that. So. Yeah, I mean, we haven't really had too much of an issue with like uh, super spammy um, outside of like well, malefic lords. They were one of those. They were one of those things. But I mean, you're seeing that. You're seeing that one thing kind of get spammed in general. Um, 
but you're there's so many workarounds. You know, like if if I wanted to spam or limit malefic lords without limiting forge worlds, like okay, I take a, I take a, a you know supreme command. There's five. I take a I take a battalion. There's three. And you know, and I, okay, I still have eight, and I haven't broken anything. Yeah. Um, Wait until so, we play against eighteen units of reapers. <laughs> tempest launch, eighteen tempest launchers, killing your whole army. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one um, for another show potentially, though. <laughs> but um, for guard, what do we think the standout winners are in the book? Then, what should people be looking at, trying to work into the list? So, I thought I thought Lehman Russes. Um, however, we are recording this a little bit late. Uh, the Warhammer community has has uh, spoiled some of the uh, Eldar stuff, so I'm still thinking it's Taraxis. Uh, you know, I was really liking the Lehman Russes because of how adorable they were. They were putting out great fire. They were kind of giving you that 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 uh, harder to kill firepower, and it, it filled a nice niche. I felt, but I think if if Eldar are extremely adept at killing them, and we always know Eldar are popular at tournaments, um, they always have been. They always will be. Um, if Eldar are popular at tournaments, I think Taroxes are are probably. Still the the number one. I think Taroxes are the biggest winners in this codex because of the nerf to conscripts. Yeah, I would say if I'm looking at the most hardcore guard list I can make, I'd be thinking about Stormtroopers drop in because there's something that they're still one of the best things in the whole game doing that. They're just And they've made them a bit more expensive but then do more damage, so that's okay. I can deal with that. Uh, yeah, Torx Primes are insanely good for the points. Yep. Uh, they do crazy damage. Uh, the Lehman Russes aren't bad. And I saw someone using like 10 of them at Heat 1. Quite good effect. I just worry that they get locked down quite easily. And uh, they are reasonably tough, but not super tough. So they can be taken out Yeah, uh, quite, quite easily. They're not bad though. Uh, so I'm not, um, not sure then. The character spam is you can spam insane amounts of astropaths and psychers, and that's still it's a problem at the moment with smite being so prevalent and character rules. Both so, those rules, I don't know. I don't like them very much at the moment. It's just the fact you can that's, take. That's psychers. actually something that scares me the most, uh, James, because I look at. I look at this edition and it's based around, you know, everything can kill everything uh, and stuff like that. Now we did see a nice change with the take cover, but before that, when take cover was just a friendly unit in your army, you were, you were approaching a slippery slope of durability versus, you know, versus the ability to kill and smites kind of your silver bullet. So I really like smite. I really don't want to see it change the smite in general. Um, no, and I'm not spamming. Let me let me put this out there with a caveat. I am far from spamming smite in my lists. At most, I usually have two to three psychers in any of my lists, and they're almost always there for support spells. But I do see it being a slippery slope with being able to spam things like Asher Pass, Malefic Lords, stuff like that. But you know, people are clamoring all across Facebook, uh, Reddit. And all that in the 40k discussions are clamoring for changes to smite and smites to be nerfed. And honestly, I'm really scared about that for the health of the game. 
because Smite is like an is like a necessary evil right now, in my opinion. Because if you don't if you don't have a mechanic like Smite, where it's it's frankly fairly easy and and uh, it's fairly easy to get multiple mortal wounds out there, you will go back to the hardened units where your opponent doesn't get to interact in the game. I think Smite is good, like you say. I think the issue is when people are spamming, but having two, three, four isn't the end of the world. Yeah. But it's when you've, you people can play are around 12, 15. Exactly. You can easily have, in this book, you can easily have uh, 10 Psychers and uh, 10 Astropaths, which is yeah. not but that no hard to play against. For, you know, for 500 points, it's like, that's kind of wonky. And I don't like that. But it's if you're playing the most broken list, and that's a, it's a really good choice. Um, they are for their damage. They do. Uh, this is what I don't understand. Like they nerf conscripts because they obviously realised that the worst unit in the fluff shouldn't do the most damage in the game. That mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. But they're still le- letting the psychers that are not meant to be that great. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like. like Sorry, but like is a random guy who's meant to like navigate a ship. <laughs> uh-huh. And yeah, he's doing like really good he's doing he's a, a point efficiency is crazy damage. You can like like three of them can theoretically kill Gilliman and it's like it doesn't make any sense. Like these guys are just navigators, but they're good psychers. I d I don't get it. But I understand they want to make them good because they're you know they want to make them useful because they're not meant to be absolutely terrible, but uh, it just seem doesn't feel quite right uh, that dominates it, and I feel like with the the other HQs are decent. Like the orders are not bad, and the tank run is not bad. But if you compare them to psychers, the psychers at the moment just really dominate uh, with the way the meta is. Mm-hmm. And in our earlier episode when we were covering Nova Open, uh, like talking with Andrew. You know, he was, he even mentioned, you know, he played against Kelsey in the finals and Kelsey was running super chicken. And I think like 12, 12 or 13 Malefic Lords. And those Malefic Lords just kind of walked up and just went, smite spam. Oh, oh, look, a bunch of your conscripts are gone. You know, I'll just, I just clear a hole, you know, and it's like, you know, I really, you, you know, people say, well, you can play around smite and you can, you can easily play around and, and try to negate three to four smites. But when you're talking 10, 15, 20 smites, which are able to be to be able to be gotten in, you know, a multitude of armies now. I think even uh, I think even Eldar is able to up their their smite numbers with what I remember off of the um, community sites. If I'm not mistaken, they covered spirit sayers, and I think they're now elites. You know, so even like you know, you're able to to see like the smite battery start piling up, but it's not necessarily an issue with smite. It's an issue with the amount of psychers that they're allowed that are able to be taken. Yeah. So don't spam guard psychers. Don't yeah, be that guy. Exactly. Like you know, I I play I play chaos. Um, almost every one of my lists. Uh, now tournaments over here are limiting. Um, Forge World. Uh, they're making it zero to one per detachment. So in theory, I can take three Malefic Lords. But I'm attempting to make all of my lists without a single Malefic Lord because I just don't want to be that guy. I mean, I can easily say, okay, here's, you know, here's, you know, what, 400 points on my list in 
in ten in ten smites slash vehicle smites. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I try to avoid it because I don't want to be that guy, and it's really easy to be that guy. And I think people in general should try to try to not do that because that's uh, you know, I, there's, it's a fine line to walk between being competitive and killing the game. And unfortunately, we we walk that like the competitive community in general walked that line on the opposite side of it last edition, and we saw how unhealthy it was for the game. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of it comes down to GW needs to kind of fix some of the some of the things here. You know, like, they need to say, like, you know, maybe maybe in chapter approved they'll put a limit on the number of psychers you can have in an army. That would be really nice. Like, if they turned around and said, you can have five psychers per army at 2,000 points... Don't it doesn't matter how you get those psychers, okay, fine. And then maybe, maybe if there's like a key psyker, like a spirit sayer, who's like key for an in the end in army, it could basically like again, it could be like, oh, you can have two additional spirit psychers. I think something like that wouldn't work because you've got horrors and brims and stuff like that, naturally psychers, but in you make them ways. not psychers anymore. But anyway, let's get back to guard. Yeah, so I think any off topic. <laughs> I think the psychers so, are good. Psychers are good. Uh, the stormtroopers are good. The tanks are not bad. Torox stands out. The um, a lot of the crap units before are still probably rubbish, but at least they made them a bit cheaper. I've seen people yeah. loving Bulgrins. Yeah, the Bulgrins <sighs> are would be interesting. I don't know how. I think how they're cute. Can... Sorry. I think they're just cute. I don't really, I don't really see them doing nearly enough, though. I think you pay a lot of points for a reason. They're, they're not bad speed, but they're reasonably slow. You can't order them, so they can't do that double move thingy. And uh, they are kind of that middle of the range damage. But the durability is not bad. I think with a three or two of them, vulnerable is certainly um, not a bad unit. I, I think just, every guard player should take some Ratlins as well. Ratlins yes. are really good. Yeah, very, very powerful. They um, shut down like Alpha Legion and Raven Guard and Deep Strikes. And they shut down so much stuff because of when they deployed. Extremely cheap as well. Extremely cheap. Um, one of the best benefits is from, say you take like Bane Hammers with the little transport capacity, to be able to, to put 10 of them... Say you don't need to, to, to put them out as a screen... You can just drop ten of them in there, and it can just always fire out if they have it. You know, uh, it's not moving all over the place. And if it is, it's still not hitting too bad, and they're, and they're not being shot back, and they can get up close to characters and snipe them out. Mm-hmm. So they're certainly a bad unit. Um, the conscripts and infantry, I think you'll still see because you have to take some troops, and you might not want to take all drop troops, so you could still run them. I. Yeah. They're obviously nerfed to hell conscripts right now with the uh, order buff, order change, and the commissar change. And there are ways around it, as you've mentioned, Jesse, some good ideas there with the pistol and the destroying and all that kind of cool stuff. It just um, forces you, it shoehorns you, which, which yeah. you never had before. Or you could use command points, or you can just take the hit and be like, oh, well, the leadership nine from a commissar, eight or nine or whatever, whichever commissar yeah. you take. Yeah. And being like, you know what? It's a Catachan, a plus one leadership, so leadership nine. Meh. Yeah. So some so, conscripts die. If you go to taking it in 20, 
if you lose ten, you probably lose the rest of the squad. But for doing a thin shield, it's probably all right. I don't know. I think you need some. You definitely need some sort of screens of some sort if you're taking. Yeah. If you're taking care as well. That's still not bad points. The infantry squads. It'd be interesting. Like suggest you that if you can blob lots them up, I think that might be a fun thing to do. I don't know how legal rural wise it is, and I know that would be one to definitely. Uh, if you take ten infantry squads and want to blob them into one hundred man squad, I think that would be <laughs> best off checking. Because you might be disappointed if they don't let you take ten last cannons with a single final a single order. Um, I think the super heavies are are interesting, fun choice. And right now, maybe with the way people are taking imperial suits with Gilliman and all the other shenanigans, they're probably not needed. But if you want to take pure Ashimilatarum, which I think people do, because people don't like all this mixing and matching, and I certainly don't like it. I like having... I don't mind like having a single detachment of, like, Admech things helping out, but I hate just a random Celestine in the middle of an Imperial Guard army. Really, yeah. really hate yeah. that so much. I'm already hit Skull and turning up. It's like, what is he doing in the middle of a Guard army? Yeah, I um, hate the soup. I think they're a fun unit, and they will look really fucking cool uh, the, the super heavies are some of the best models and they're really good to paint really good to build so many pieces you can customise them nicely and they look epic when they're all painted nicely and so I think and they made them fun to play with and able to interact a lot they're one of the few units that can hit things in combat in the guard army so that's good so they'll be they'll be used I think they're not, they're not, they're not super most effective choice but they're definitely playable um, which is always good and things like head weapon teams and those kind of things that are kind of already okay they've just made them decent still decent so I think you'll still use them uh, hellhounds for example they made them decent you might see them uh, manticores that kind of thing They're definitely not the uh, dominating army but they've certainly got lots of fun units to play with. But yeah, so just going off a bit, if I'm about most effective list, definitely Sky and Psychers and Torox Primes, probably, with some screens. Uh, for what I play with. So, that is Imperial Guard. Still arguably the best army in the game. Oh. Yeah. No, They've I don't I They've got to be up there. I think Chaos is way better than Imperial Guard, personally. Mm. All right. I mean, we can we can agree to disagree. Yep. I think. I think you know. Overall, I, I now don't get me wrong. I think it's very very close. I um, think you'll see Guard doing better than Chaos lists because they'll mix in little bits of the Imperial stuff. If we're talking about the suit, the suit is. What makes them... Well, yeah, I mean, that that's exactly it, though. Like, it's Imperial Soup versus Chaos, and Imperial Soup's backbone is Guard. Whether it's not even necessarily points, but model-wise, it's backbone is Guard. You know, you're taking Celestine, taking Gilliman. You might take, you know, you might even take Marine, like real Marines or real Sisters, but you still have Guard there. And Guard is kind of your, 
your whole thing. They're going to be very popular. A lot of armies, a lot of people got guard. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of them at events. Yeah, I think you're going to see them bottom table, you'll see them mid table, you'll see them top table. And you're going to see a variety of all different stuff. You're not going to see only conscripts. You're going to see lots of, you're going to see people taking all sorts of stuff. I think people will will be, and you'll see lots of, hopefully lots of different regiments. I don't think you'll, I don't think there's one regiment that's completely dominant. You might see two or three different regiments, which would be quite fun. Hopefully, I'd love to see some like cool Talan tank armies. Uh, oh, convert Yeah, that'd be really cool. I'd love to see that. Um, oh, it's like some destroying lists. Ah, oh, be so cool. I love the destroying models. Yep. Uh, I like Armageddon and Deathcore. Those are those two are pretty are pretty baller for me. Too bad that. That's the other big thing to note, guys. Uh, this Imperial Guard, most of this stuff does not affect Forge World. Mm -hmm. So cool. I think that'll do it. I think you are correct. Uh, he said to send him a personal message, not in the WhatsApp group. Yeah, I can do both. I have okay. that open. So. What are you thinking for Death Guard there, big guy? Uh, I, uh, Don't take Death Guard. Death Guard sucks. <coughs> hey, shut your whore mouth. No, nobody likes Cloud of Fly, Pox Walkers. No. That's oh, my God. I loved my Cloud of Fly's Pox Walker with, with 95 Iron Warrior cultists you had to shoot at. But I can't. I don't have any good ways of killing tanks in the list. So Imperial Guard kind of shit on my parade there. Take a look at lords. Take mixed chaos. Um, I can't. I, like if I take I, at best in most events over here, at best is I could take three malefic lords. Oh well. Bad old. Let's get old Death Guard. This I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't, mixed chaos is better. Clearly, yeah, and the, it's the problem with obviously Death Guard are just you're limiting yourself. Whenever you limit yourself, you're always taking a weaker list. Yeah. It's not even that you're limiting yourself, they're too fucking expensive. You mix it uh, if you can take like some uh, what called obliterators or something like that. Yeah, so, so my, my current list I'm, I'm toying with is uh, two princes, um. Two Princes of Nurgle. This is Justin Cook after he called me an idiot. I made a few changes, but it's Two Princes of Nurgle, um, Six Blow Drones. Uh, I think I have a soup. Yeah, I have. No, I have a Chaos Space Marine Battalion that is um, a Demon Prince of Slanesh with Elixir, uh, Sorcerer of Slanesh, Cultists, and then a Slanesh. Uh, Obliterator squad, and I might have a soup unit, a soup battalion as well. But I doubt it is. I'm just thinking now with Eldar and Dark Reapers being so good, and that stupid stratagem where you the intercept, which is so much better than every intercept in the stratagem in the game so far. Oh, have you for, seen it? 
No, I had not. Basically, do you know like in all the books where if you drop within 12 of a unit, they can play a stratagem to fire at you? The other yeah. one is if you drop within line of sight of the Farseer, a unit within six of the Farseer can fire. What the fuck? Yep. So everyone's going to take a unit of nine Reapers or ten Reapers with a Farseer because it's stupid not to. So you have to take Alpha Legion. You have to drop more than 12 away. And then just hopefully miss the shots. Yeah. So I was going to do Abaddon with uh, six of Blitz, but I don't think I can. Because oh, like, a unit of Warp Talons drops in, like a World Eaters, and they just die. Yep. If you're Alpha Legion, you lose three or four rather than the whole unit. But you have to be in trade. You have to be more than 12 away. Oh, man, that's fucking brutal. Aldo is going to be retarded. I'm thinking you have to run 120 cultists now, or at least 80, to just flood the board. And you have to have Nerglins to push the Rangers back. Yeah, I I almost always take Nerglings and just drop them out early, like it's one of my first drops, just to prevent things like infiltrating up, especially in Relic. Fucking drop those bitches right on the Relic. Yeah, I've not been, but I think I need to now. Yeah. You need something to stop, like, Celestine, just go, yay, Relic, bye. <clears throat> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, Cook has been... Cook and them have been like high as as fuck off blow drones. I love blow drones. just I love them, but I can't. Every time I write a list, there's no space for one. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's always been my problem with my list. Is like I'd write them and I'd always include two blow drones. I'd be like, man, I need points, and they're always the first thing I want to cut. But I will say this: I have never had a game with with blow drones. I played a bunch of games with blow drones. I've never had a game where I was like, man. You know, my blow drones just didn't do enough. They have been fucking amazing. Every single game, they are, they are like, off the chain. So I'm actually thinking of dropping Berserkers. Because yeah. the way the matter is now. Like, I just really don't want to play Soup. It's so boring to play with. You're, you're doing it Blood and Glory, though, aren't you? Because you're a bad person. Yeah, but I don't really want... I don't think I'm going to. I just... it's. Because if you run into like a kill point mission, it can be really difficult. I don't know. I'm just kind of one. yeah, but uh, I don't know if I can bother. Soup's just it's so boring, especially if you just go soup with skyrims and toroxes. It's just like uh, well, you know what I need? I need them to stop limiting forge rolls, not so I can take malefic lords, but so I can take renegade command squads or last cannons. I think yeah, they're like they're like. I want to say like 34 points for Laz Cannon and two dudes that hit on threes. Yeah. And they're an elite choice, so I could just, you know, take elite things and just take a shit ton of them. Yeah. Rams, I quite like the last uh, list we were talking about because that wasn't super spammy. But Let me have a look. Did one with like Gilliman, Celestine, Psychers, Astropaths, Conscripts. Three primes. I, I, I don't think. Yeah, you could drop some of the astropaths. I think. 
I think I've just dropped one. Yeah, if I was doing it, I'd just dropped one prime and just taken another forty conscripts and just have six of the fucking stupid things running around. I don't, I don't know. It's it's still soup with spines and toroxes. I so need I to try. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I think you can drop the characters at the second attachment. So you've got a mix of characters, a mix of guys, and then take some cool. No, if you're taking this and this, those characters are, are worth nothing. They're worth like 60 points. Awesome, so if you don't want to be that guy, though. Take so, Golden Celestine, something, and then all the primes. If you're going to be that guy, you're going to be that guy who take Golden Celestine, no matter what you do. It's just like, you're in a suit as soon as you start taking that with some guard. Yeah. You know what I'm excited stuff. to play, Matt? I'm excited to play my Morty list. Because I just want to be able to play more Terry and not give a fuck. <laughs>